Hey everyone and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. This is episode 188. I am Peter and I'm joined as always by Matt. Hey, what's up? And also Connor. Yeah, Peter's really loud today and I don't know where this energy has come from. Turn down your... He's fine on my side. Yeah. No, I just, I just mean he, he was being loud. I think I... Well, I've got a new energy. It's a new year. It's a happy new year, everyone. It's 2020. The first week of the books. So 2020. We're one step... We're one day closer to the release of uh, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. <laughs> You're such a prick. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Matt starting early this year. I love how he couldn't even wait till the relevant news story. I know, to, I know. To bring that up. I know. He's an absolute yeah, man. Just because I know the Pete's epic rant last week, <laughs> I just, now it is a thing uh, to poke and prod him. Ah, oh, dear. That's the thing. Now I know you're going to do it intentionally. It now has no effect because I know it's just a, a button. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh... Yeah. We'll see if it has no effect in a month's time. Yep. Weaker release doesn't count. Before and after, no effect. <laughs> Weaker release is a different story. Let's oh, we'll not let's not uh, let's not deal with that. So anyway, uh, yeah, talk about DC Comics on this show. Every week we get together, we talk about DC comic books that come out in the week. Uh, this week we will be discussing Action Comics 1018, The Flash 85, Batgirl 42, Justice League Dark 18, Lois Lane number seven, Dial H for Hero number ten, and Joker Harley Criminal Sanity number two. So. Uh, that is the books this week. So I have a uh, nice, uh, maybe not quite a light week, but you know, virgin on light uh, to start us off. Uh, but it was late for me. I only had five books, so, you know. I only had six. Uh, I, had, uh, I might have had the most again. <laughs> every every like month or so, Matt's like, I'm going to read less books. I've, I've, I've yeah. got too many books, and he always ends up with more. Because I can't help myself, I have a problem. Because comics in Matt's hands are like tribbles. They just keep multiplying. They do. They do. <laughs> so that's the books we're going to be talking about later. Uh, we do have some news. We got bo- both DC news. We got some Us news. And, uh, you know, that small talk, as we often do. Now we're back to regular episodes again and not the behemoths that we had on the run-up to Christmas. They were rough. Yeah. It was all right. Let's it was do a tight hour, guys. Tight hour. Let's get this going. <laughs> tight hour. When do you think the last time was we came close to one hour on an episode of this never. show? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, never. I'm not sure we've ever been less than like an hour and a half, to be fair. No, I think if you go back to the first few weeks, because the first few weeks of Rebirth only had like four or five books, I think the first, there's a little batch at the start that are close to an hour. Some of them. Oh, okay. Didn't last long, did it? No, yeah. I was never going to, but like, that's that's okay. That's fine, we're here. Uh, so, where do we begin? Where do we begin? So, I actually, there was something that occurred to me actually since last week. Oh, God. Right? No, no, no. I just, because we did our, our annual, we did our best of the year, like we do every year, and it was, you know, that was fine. That's what it always is. Uh, hopefully, yeah. people enjoyed it. Uh, but it did make me go, like, it never even entered in my head to, like, even have a small conversation about the best of the decade. We never talked about it and i think the reason why we never talked about it is because the decade is essentially made up into two chunks it's the rebirth chunk which is the last four years Mm -hmm. and then the five years previous which was the new 52 and almost all of that wouldn't make it into any (laughs) any best of lists honestly i think uh, i i just had no interest in doing best of decades with comics at all because i think there was just there's just too much um to to even like when i'm looking at TV, movies, I can, you know, there's X amount a year of each thing, right? Whereas 
with comics, I, I read literally hundreds of comics a year. And it's just, it's too much to even, you know, start breaking down into the entire day. Yeah, I disagree with that. I, if you're going by runs, you can easily break it down. To the point where I actually kind of made a little list that I may do on my own at some point. But, um, that <laughs> of was, course you did. That was including Marvel stuff, though, and like other stuff. That was, like, uh, comics in general list. But, um, I do want to acknowledge, though, because ultimately, I just said that the first half of the decade is mostly shite and we wouldn't include any of it i do want to point out though that there was a year and a half before the new 52 in this decade uh 2010 in the first you know seven months eight months of 2011 did include black mirror by snyder did it have stephanie brown batgirl and uh did have i think some of morris's batman and robin so i want to acknowledge that there was some really good stuff in that first little slice before the new 52 came in and he, he says like there wasn't lemire's animal man or or, or lemire's green arrow or or Souls Swamp Thing. Or Azarello's Wonder Woman. I'll give you yeah. I'll give you Lemire's uh, Animal Man, but I wouldn't include any of the other ones you just said. On my best of the decade. I don't I mean, like that's fair, but I, all of them are I, I, I think all of them are worthy of the conversation. I, I don't or like owls. I don't like Lemire's yeah, Green Arrow as much as you guys do. I just yeah. flat out don't. Um Souls Swamp Thing I didn't like and dropped. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not gonna include that. That is fantastic. Um no, there's some Snyder Batman stuff I'd add in there. His first, his first two years on that book were pretty solid with with Owls and Death of the Family. Oh yeah, it was um, your Zero that killed it for for me yeah, at least. So yeah. there, no, there there are stuff, but you know, 2000, like right before the New Fifty Two, I don't remember much. That's how long it was. Like Connor was saying, like I read so many comics that it's in and out that I can't remember what came out when. I remember Sometimes. the. I remember the important stuff. Like, like I say, the, the oh, stuff, yeah. the stuff I mentioned, like really stuck in my brain. As soon as I started thinking about it, I knew those right. those big things that I well, cared like, about. I love Superman, but I can't remember what was going on on Superman in that point. Mm. You know. Um. So yeah. Well, Superman was in a bad place. That was during the whole grounded. Uh, chunk. Yeah. Yep. Which I don't. I don't. Yeah. I never read, but I don't remember the opinion being. No, it started out fine, and then Straczynski left, and then it kind of left them in a murky place. Mm. So you know, I get what he was trying to do, but when you up and leave, or he was forced out, or whatever. Um, yeah, but so, yeah. So, and so let's be problems. real: if we're doing the best of the decade, that 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 begins and ends with Wonder Woman eight by Greg. <laughs> so, like, come on. Okay, I'm going. To, I'm going to ask just one question about best of the decade. And we can move on. We don't have to do any kind of listen like that. I just want to ask one question: if we were do, if we were doing best of the decade, would Doomsday Clock still be your pick for best mm. series, Matt? No, because of recency bias. It's like on the best of the decade movies that we did. I tried not. I tried to limit the sure. movies from this year because it's still too new. It's still up there. It would definitely make top five, um, especially as a as a story. Um, but yeah, and then it could end up moving up as time goes on. But yeah, and I think it's unfair as well because you're comparing that against in in this scenario. I assume you're comparing it against entire runs, not just individual story arcs. Yeah, so it's, 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 it, it's kind of wishy washy. You can do either. It depends what what you yeah. What you if want it's to against that entire, if it's like Doomsday Clock versus the entirety of Aaron's Thor, for example, right? And like, I mean, that's there's tough. so much more of one that's very very good against you know 12 issues of perfection it's it's kind of a little bit unfair i'm picking doomsday clock in that scenario 
Well, I mean, Heron had like almost 10 years uh, in, in four different series. And right. John's had two years of 12 issues. Sure, so. Could you imagine actually, right? Because just because in terms of issue count, it's not that dissimilar to Tom King's Batman once when it's all said and done. Could you imagine mm-hmm. if Tom King had had like five Batman number ones by now? By the time he got to 85? there's quite a lot more than of, of Aaron's Thor, isn't there? It's about 100 uh, issues, isn't it? There's God of Thunder, Mighty Thor, Thor. Uh, are we counting the minis of Unworthy Thor and uh, yeah, I suppose Thors? You would. I so think... right there, right there's five. Yeah, and but a lot, a lot of them are again. A lot of them are not that long though. Some of those are like eight yeah. issues, six issues. It's, it's, it's at least over a hundred issues. I know that. Yeah, I said I said it was comparable. I didn't say it was yeah the same. Yeah, they went Thor, the God of Thunder. Then with the Mighty Thor, and then regular Thor. Just and, that, and you've got to include some of the other the mini, like the um the the original Sin mini. War oh, Realms. Because, yeah. of course, obviously, time-wise, it's not comparable because, obviously, Aaron was doing yeah. this, you know, from, like, 2011 or something like that. Years or yeah. Something like that. yeah. yeah. Uh, but as you count, yeah. it's, you know, it's in the ballpark. Yeah, and, and God of Thunder got up there to 25 issues. Um, yeah. And then the rest of them were all kind of limited. I, mean, I don't think... think Thor got up there to, to 20, in the 20s. Mm, I, can't I don't, yeah. But then, then it... it went back to original numbering got confusing yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so it's it's tough um that said it's, it is one of my favorite comic runs of all time just because of the storytelling yeah involved. I, think... I can't say the same about king oh obviously so, oh, i'm not, I'm not yeah, comparing like, quality here I, yeah. like i'm i'm just you know i'm, I'm just i'm just yeah. commenting well, how, just... how often marvel renumber bollocks yeah so, so that that quantity doesn't you know go with with quality there's an aaron there there's some issues that aaron whiffed on oh sure know, but just um, it's also one of those weird things where if if the renumbering is one of those things that is the the price of okay aaron's staying on the book but you, we need the sales boost mm. um, right. otherwise we've got to get in a new writer and do something entirely fresh if that's the price that you have to pay it was yep. worth it yeah and so i read at the end so his issue came out his final store issue came out uh, the same same week as Doomsday Clock, yeah, and had some very similar themes throughout, which I I appreciated. Mm. Uh, but when you read his statement in the back about it, he didn't even really want to do Thor. He had an idea for something else that someone else was already on, and they're like, "How about Thor?" And he's like, "Sure." Uh, and the rest is history. And like, that's so weird to me because when you read his book from the beginning, it seems like this is a character he really cares about. Yeah, it, it's basically the start of all the, the Marvel Now stuff, I think, is yeah. when it first mm-hmm. kicked off. And it was basically, hey, everything's up for grabs. What does everyone want? And he got kind of went, well, I'll, I guess I'll take Thor. Well, yeah, because I, I think he wanted X-Men. He kind of intimated that that's what he wanted. Yeah. Which would have made sense. Bendis was there. That would have made sense uh, as well, because he was doing Wolverine the X-Men, so it would have been a yeah. natural spin yeah. into the rest of the X-Men, yeah. Right. And I think that's when Bendis' stuff started as well. And you're not going to move Bendis, yeah. especially at that time. So, unfortunately for him right now, Hickman's got his claws all over yep. the X-Men yeah. world. So That yeah. said, his Avengers is a lot of stupid fun. Like, I don't mean to say stupid, but it is big, popcorn-y, them headquartering yeah. in a dead celestial. Yeah, it's, it's an enjoyable enough yeah. read. It's, it's not like... Yeah. It, it doesn't feel important or special, you know, in the same way that some no. of his early Thor stuff did, but, no. I mean, it does... Exactly. It's fun. That's it, what it and is. And that's fine. If this means he gets back to writing Southern Bastards... Awesome. Yeah. I uh, that don't, don't hold your breath. Yeah. yeah 
Yeah, I think we'll be getting new American Vampire and new, uh, not that we care about East of West, but apparently that's also in like indefinite hiatus from yeah. Hickman while he's doing Saga all these other too, things. Right? Saga's Saga. on a hiatus, yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel, I'm feeling more confident about that one once they're done doing whatever they're doing instead. Um, some of these just kind of stopped because because American Vampire just kind of like he kept supposed to be doing it soon and it just kept getting pushed back. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, no, I think Southern Bastards. I, I suspect that's not even Aaron. I suspect that's Latour who started doing a lot more writing and do, right. doing a lot of other books. So that maybe no, where that. I just from. that was a story I got heavily, heavily in like I was involved in, but like just. The way that they were seeding characters and and whatnot, and what you thought it was going to be the, in that first issue, turned out not to be what what it ended up. So yeah, um, but yeah, but you know, definitely his Thor would be best of the decade. That that's short list. Uh, if, I, if I'm 100%. picking stuff from Marvel uh, to, to throw in just to sort of the mix here, because obviously we don't talk about Marvel as much, I would throw in Taylor's all new uh, Wolverine mm-hmm. into the mix. Yeah, uh, like quite a, quite a hefty run. That's like, what, three, four volumes? Uh, that's like six volumes. It's like six? Yeah, okay. 30, 35, 36 issues. Um, okay. Uh, and as much as I don't really like anything else I've tried from, Matt Fraction's Hawkeye is really good. Uh, yeah. It's a really good series. Um, yeah. And uh, Wade's Daredevil is actually really fantastic. I gotta uh, finish that. I got up to the fifth trade. Dare- and they, they got hard to find. My shop didn't, you know... I gotta go order it, but you know. I got about that far as well. I'm a little bit bored. Yeah. Well, then I picked back up with the San Francisco stuff because I read that mm. in issues in singles. So, um, but yeah, no, that's that's real good. Um, definitely a different take from you know if you went from Bendis to Brubaker to yeah to, to Wade. You know, I think, we'll ignore Shadowland in between. Yeah, da- um, Daredevil's kind of a, a kind of a shockingly well, like, consistent character. I mean, he's had a couple yeah. of rough patches, but I, I can't think of any other characters who have as many... Like, if you just look at his, like, timeline from, yeah. like, the 80s to now, like, he's had yeah. so many big runs by big writers that take up most of that time. Because people forget about Daredevil, I think. Yeah. You know, he doesn't, like... He doesn't have the same cachet over at Marvel as Spider-Man it's, or... It's kind of, cause I would say Thor kind of falls into that category yeah. as well. Like, uh-huh. you know, Walt Simonson, JMS, you've got the, yeah. the Fraction and Gillen years mm-hmm. uh, into mm-hmm. into Aaron. It's pretty yeah. consistent. Well, he's he's another one that kind of falls that people forget about him because Spider-Man and X-Men take up a lot of the oxygen over there. Mm. Um, so, but yeah. Um, and then there's the whole indie stuff too. Right? I, I can't even... Oh yeah, they, I my, Lazarus. My, yeah, my problem with doing the indie hate. stuff is that I'm behind in everything. But just based yeah. on what I've read, I throw in Lazarus, I throw yeah. in Saga, I throw in uh, <clears throat> what else? <laughs> what else was this decade? Damn it! Like it's, this is where yeah. I, this is where I struggle yeah. to remember what what was this decade? Was Sweet Tooth uh, this decade? Uh, I never read it. I don't know. Or was that last decade? I can't remember. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, like I said too many comics I, ah. I mean I, I probably read about you know 70 to 100 new comics a month yeah. not count you know new releases not counting anything that i'm working through on top of that right ah, we just did most of it it's fine it's easy enough um well but yeah i just want to throw lazarus and criminal in there um the other brubaker uh philip stuff i would have to go in there with with the fade out and um uh killer be killed those are all top-notch stories. Mm. So, yeah. 
But um, yeah, and anything um, Gillan McKelvey did, which I yeah. know was Wicked and Divine was all this decade. Summer Phonogram, at least the third one was, maybe the second one as well. I'm not entirely sure. It's been, mm. it's been a while. Yeah. Um, but the third one is is the best one anyway. So it's yeah. all good. Yeah, but when it comes to like Lazarus and stuff, it's it's so weird because of the schedule that's been adapted to now. Yeah. Because the, you know Rucka takes time off and there's time in between and, and then you get the whole. And now they're doing now uh, like double sized, you know, premium issues. The every, yeah. The yeah, I thought so. And so I'm just gonna wait for those to be all collected before I go back to read Lazarus. Um, What's funny is I I I have been buying the singles digitally. So basically every time Image has a sale because they always put their uh-huh. single issues on sale, I'll just mop them up then to, to whatever issues up to up to the sale price. I'll just do it up to there yeah. yeah. every time. No, so like, I've literally just had a quick glance on my shelf and saw uh, Black Beetle by uh, Frank Avila. Completely mm. forgot that existed. It's phenomenal. <laughs> mm. Like yeah, you know, just in in terms of this conversation, like yeah, like there's, there's, there's so much. I just I would never have thought of all oh, that, and then I look at my shelf. Of course, that yeah, it's yeah, so much. Yeah, and I'll give a shout. I've read about fifty or so issues of it, but I mean the ongoing Turtles comic, which started in twenty eleven and is still running yeah. and is over a hundred issues now, or just hitting a hundred issues, is was really good, and it was like a really great like yes. mel- meld of like what you love about the animated show mixed with like a more adult take, so it's it's more fitting for everyone reading it. Like, really good That's stuff. Really, spoiler alert for those of you who plan on reading it. So, I'm going to give you some time to. But that's where they killed Donnie in that one? <laughs> Eventually. That Eventually, yes. Uh, yeah, okay. Yes. Oh, he came back, I'm sure. I'm not, I'm go, I'm not going that I'm far just, yet, but. I'm just saying, yeah, there's, there's so many different turtle books right now, you know, with the crossovers and whatnot. I don't know where that one happened in. I just remember it happening. I uh, know. Uh, no, there's, there's definitely one main turtles book. I mean, there's a lot of other side things you can yeah. read, but there's one main gotcha. ongoing. That yeah, you can just but there's some of the side things are quite important to the main book. There's some minis that are worth reading, some that aren't. Um, uh, but honestly, you can just read the main book and be fine. Like, honestly, I, I tried to read some of the side stuff earlier on, and some of the micro-series stuff, I just was like, this was, I didn't need this. <laughs> it was yeah, adding... I know they include them in their, like, library editions, whatever mm. whatever IDW call them. Um, uh, they, they include a lot of those micro-series in there. I will say that IDW's uh, trades and hardcover prices are absolutely terrible for what you get in them, issue count-wise. Oh, but, like four issues and it's the same price as... Yeah, you know, what, like what, like what, which is why I still buy the single issues when they're on sale uh, for that series, because it's actually almost the same price and yeah. I don't feel like I'm getting ripped off. So, there you go. So, yeah, I mean, that's just some best of decade talk uh, to, to, to throw that in. Um, so, we actually we have a little announcement to make about stuff. We've kind of teased recently about the possibilities of doing a companion show, uh, doing some classic DC material, at least with me and Connor. Um, and Matt shaking his head, what? <laughs> what? Because I saw the tweet from Connor yesterday, and I know exactly where this is going. This is, it's, look, Lucy Goosey, look, the, the plan is, the plan, and we're, we're kind of bringing something else back as well at the same time. We're doing a little bit of best of both worlds here. Uh, so the plan is, is to do a show called Previously in the Multiverse, which will hopefully start in a week or two. Uh, we're, we're looking at that, that starting pretty soon. Um and it'll be every other week. It'll be every other week. It'll be on the same feed. And it'll be me and Connor. And we actually did a, a, a poll on Twitter a few weeks ago as well when we were kind of like thinking about ideas for this. Because at one point we were thinking, oh, what if we just start a post-crisis and just do week to week as if, it, you know, as if we were living in that time. Um, 
But of course, the downside to that is that we don't get to just, you know, it takes us years to get to some of the runs that we actually want to read and talk about. Uh, so we have thus decided and aided with the poll, which did win in this favour, uh, uh, we are just going to be doing about five or six runs uh, at a time. Uh, so every two weeks we'll do an issue from each of these runs and we'll go from there and I can tell you what those runs are today I can tell you what they're going to be uh, and then what the sixth one is going to maybe be uh, in terms of how that's going to be chosen so uh, the five runs that we're going to be doing every other week um, the first one is not actually one series the first one is actually kind of a the expansive long form project that will never be finished and that is uh, Batman from Post Crisis because Batman is really well collected from Crisis onwards. Like, shockingly so these days. So, starting from, I think it's Detective 568 is the first post-Crisis Batman issue. Uh, We're going to work through Batman from there and just keep going, regardless of writer, regardless of what it's doing. That's that's the one that kind of spun out of the original idea of everything post-Crisis, where we'll probably hit the relevant events as we go through that book, because they, they might be needed for context. Yeah, assuming uh, that they're... I mean, because there's some events that are more, more linked to other characters that we'll just leave behind, and that, that, they can be done when we do a run of those characters that go through that yeah. part or whatever. But uh, So you'll get Batman for Post-Crisis. Uh, we're going to do Azarella's Wonder Woman from New 52. Uh, probably one of the few New 52 runs that will happen on the show ever. Uh, so that's going to happen. Uh, we're going to do The Flash by Mark Wade. Uh, starting with the Flash special, uh, the 50th anniversary yeah, special. Which I did not realise was an 80-page issue to start off with. It is, it is, yeah, the first <laughs> issue's long. The first issue's long. Uh, uh, we then ha- have Birds of Prey, uh, which we're starting from, you know, Chuck Dixon. I think it starts with a one-shot one, a one shot that happened before the main series. Uh, so that's going to be kicking that off. And then the fifth book, uh, and of course, there's always going to be a Jeff Johns slot. So the first Jeff Johns book or run that we're going to work through is GSA. So we're going to start. Now, admittedly, the irony there is that the first, you know, six or seven aren't by Johns himself, but we're starting from where the the, the, yeah. the trade starts. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, that's Robinson's and Johns, I think. And yeah. Goyer's there's... involved at the start as well, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Goyer. Goyer's Goyer, involved in that right. first little batch. Yeah. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah, I know. And I just read it. <laughs> so those are the five runs we're going to start with. Some are longer than others. Some will take years. Some will you know, maybe just be about one year. Now, there will be a sixth slot, and there may be more slots in the future if we realise that this is actually quite easy to keep up. Uh, we might add a slot or two, but there is a sixth slot which will be picked by our patrons, uh, which they'll get to vote on. So $5 patrons and up will get to vote on what that sixth book is going to be. And I can't tell you what the exact picks are yet, but I can tell you all four of them will be Superman picks uh, for this first vote. Uh, and we're going to aim to pick shorter things for the vote so that you get to vote at least a couple of times a year, uh, maybe three yeah. times a year, so that they're not things that take you know years and years to do. Uh, so there'll be four Superman picks and a Patreon vote soon uh, on patreon.com slash TV. So uh, the $5 not patrons will get to vote on that, that sixth book. So that's every two weeks uh, we're going to do that. Now, that was originally going to be every week. And there's no reason why we can't do it every week. It seemed like a fine idea. Uh, and actually... You're probably thinking to yourself, wait, you guys do too much. You don't have time for this. There's actually... (laughs) But there's actually a reason why we do have time for this, which will be the last part of this announcement, which may upset some people. More on that in a minute. (laughs) But they are two weeks, because the idea was that we're going to do this every week. And then 
I had the idea of alternating it with something else, and that alternation is going to be with the return of Elsewhere in the Multiverse, where me and Connor will use that time to talk about whatever books we're reading from other publishers. Um, we won't necessarily strictly you know try and keep up with tons of stuff like we did before because that kind of bogged the show down a little bit it was it was like 20 odd books before because where this show it's just dc obviously it's, yeah. it's a limited number whereas that was well there's anything from marvel image idw boom we, you know we had all sorts going yeah um and there was a bit too much pressure to keep up as if you know much like because this show we would do a good job of trying to like no no we have to do this week's books this week so it's out and people can hear us talk about the new books uh, elsewhere every two weeks is going to be us talking about whatever books we read in the last two weeks uh, some of which will sync up uh, the first episode or two will probably just be talking about what we've been catching up on because uh, you know I have to catch up on a few books before I can actually talk about them issue to issue again yeah it's kind of weird because I'm caught up on most things I'm reading uh, so so I'm just kind of waiting on Pete to catch up at first yeah so that may take an extra week or two before that starts compared to the other show but uh, the idea is, is that will alternate with previously so you know, previously and elsewhere will both exist uh and this is the other big thing, is one of the problems that basically Elsewhere was killed by was we missed a week because we didn't have time to do it, and then it became this pressure of like, oh my god, we have to fit in an episode covering last week's books, and then fit in this week's books, you know, worth of episodes, or episode worth of books, is what I meant to say. Um, we're not going to do that. Basically, if we have to skip a week, then cool, no biggie. Obviously, we'll still have to read the books, so we're up to date in the books, but it just means we skipped a week, and we'll be back with the following batch, and maybe we'll bring, you know, talk about one or two of the books that we missed, for you know, if they're really important or we feel like we really care, but it'll be a bit more loosey-goosey, so we can just keep doing it, even if we miss a week. And, you know, uh, so previously and elsewhere, we'll alternate. Um, what, uh, the previous will definitely start this month. Elsewhere probably will as well. Uh, if not, it'll be starting next month and they'll alternate uh, and they'll be on the same feed uh, as this and they'll be on the YouTube channel and all that good stuff. Um, I'm also considering uh, them both going up a little bit early on Patreon as well. So that's another thing to consider as well uh, for $5 patrons and up. So, uh, yeah. So that's that part of the announcement. Hopefully that sounds good. Hopefully uh, people are into the idea of us talking about more comics cool stuff uh why do we have time to do this why do i not feel that this is going to be adding stuff to the schedule because after the next episode of television for the multiverse which is the final part of crisis infinite earths that show is officially cancelled and dead and never coming yeah. back it was it was a it was a short-lived revival well basically we felt bad that we didn't get to crisis and yeah. we wanted to watch crisis and well crisis has been fine uh exciting in places uh the regular shows week to week have been absolute torture and i have hated watching them this past you know few months <laughs> yeah it's been a case of uh, flash has been somehow as bad if not worse and there, there are people online who tell me this is flash's best season since one or two and i they're wrong i don't understand those people yeah, madness i don't see it supergirl no. is at a terrible place because there was a point in the last season where things were not necessarily great but we were kind of hopeful because supergirl tends to do this where it it's it's really up and down. It fluctuates. This has just been all down. It it's been terrible, and it, yeah, I, my, my liver has, <laughs> has, has, has things to say. <laughs> this is basically the intervention on Pete's yeah. Part, uh, behalf. Yeah, and, and and you know, Batwoman's fine, but it's just an LCW show. Which oh. honestly, by the time we get to season two, I could see it just been as terrible as everything else. Right now, it's getting by on being new. I'll be honest. I completely forgot Batwoman existed when we were just talking about these shows. <laughs> that, that kind of says it all. Yeah, obviously, I mean, obviously, we like Legends. We still want to watch Legends, and we'll do that in our free time. But like, and we'll probably still try Stargirl. 
we'll do the pilot the first sure yeah we'll, we'll do the it. pilot but uh, we just can't I, I, it's not just that i don't want to review them i'm just kind of done watching most of them at this point i don't need to watch them anymore uh yeah. they're just not that good so i mean they're worse than not that good yeah but they've beaten me down over years yeah over years and years of this shit so uh that's why we're confident in adding this rotating weekly content because it's replacing television in the multiverse uh so it's not actually a burden on our schedule like elsewhere was last time and we were still doing tv multiverse and we were trying to do the supersized version of elsewhere so elsewhere and previously will rotate uh, every other week swapping between them and hopefully that'll be fun and you guys can be excited about that if you're into i was talking about old dc books or non-dc books uh you got yeah. some new content i've got some extra ideas for those shows as well that i haven't kind of sprung on pete yet so i'll, I'll tell him those later oh you can tell me after we're done recording i'm yeah. curious yeah yeah uh when i will approve or just or not approve. i, I feel like you you might appreciate at least one of these ideas okay all right uh but let's not make no mistake i'm in charge and why say those <laughs> yeah uh-huh. you know what i've heard if someone has to keep reminding you they're in charge they really aren't I'm not reminding Carter. I'm reminding the people. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> he he still stands. I'm letting them know what the hierarchy is of this show. It's it's me, and then Matt is there as my XO, and then Connor is the grunt uh, cleaning the toilets. That's that's the that's the hierarchy. <laughs> I, I am the the thing that makes all this flow. <laughs> like laxatives. Connor's the laxatives of this whole thing. They can be a, an essential part of someone's life. <laughs> if they are, there's major problems, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Major problems on this show without me. Oh it laxatives are that thing that you might need, but you really hate that you need it. You don't want it in your life. You don't want yeah. it, but you do need it, and that's why I'm here. Well, Tarbell just released new products, uh-huh. so... And none needed here. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, they're building a Taco Bell next to my movie theater, and I'm a little bit sad that because I've given up cheese, I probably, like, there's nothing on the menu probably worth getting. <laughs> oh, no, there's, no, there's plenty. There is, because I, I can't have cheese, obviously. Oh. And, um... I, I would still very much enjoy Taco Bell. I do okay. on a regular basis. It says it's all pretty yeah. early 2020, so I expect it by maybe March time. Uh, yeah, you can you can easily get stuff with no cheese. I mean, yeah. it's... Okay, okay. You can ask for it. The, the majority of my there. favorite things um, you, you can't have, but, you know, there, there's always... Well, at least Taco Bell here is... They're super friendly with customizing stuff. So yeah, yeah. Like, I've never had a problem asking them to remove yeah. cheese from stuff. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so, okay. All right. And, well, and weirdly, because of how their how the business model is, they're they're a little bit more healthy than typical fast food. Um, mostly because their their meat is lowest grade, right? So it's not high in fat; it's super high in protein. So mm. yeah, it's well. You know, just one, don't need a bunch of it like I do. What once it's open, I will get your directions and I'll I'll try some next time at the movies. Once what it's open, some you just try everything on the menu. <laughs> I mean, you still only spend 12 bucks. It's great. <laughs> oh, I highly doubt it's going to be that cheap. I, I've got a sneaky it's, suspicion. It's, actually, um, it, it's cheaper than a lot of other places, depending on what you get. Oh, okay, yeah. interesting. So for, for me here with their new, I tried each of their new double-decker tacos. At the same uh, time. At work for lunch yesterday. <laughs> um, actually, it was at the same time. <laughs> huh? At the same time? You got all these at the same time? Oh, yeah. There, there, there's three new ones. I, I got those. Uh, I got one with a combo meal. So I ended up with six items for $8.88 with a drink. Um, 
And I probably shouldn't have eaten all of those because it was very hard to work afterwards. <laughs> uh, so Matt's walking around really but, slowly, yeah. just like, Ugh. Over yeah. here, the, um, the, the, the meals are comparable to other places. Because it's the same company that owns KFC. Yeah. So the meals are, like, comparable. But if you're just getting, like, individual items and getting, like, you know, a, a good variety, uh, they're, they're, it's, it's, it's closer to, like, Greg's than it is to, to some. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, they also own Pizza Hut, which is why there's such a thing as a, a Kentaco yeah. Hut. Because you, yeah. they have like the combos where you get all three of them in the one place. Mm. Yeah, you what? see those here mostly on interstates and, and small towns, where they're they're just gonna share the area to have some variety. What's um, What's funny is that it's being built right next to a, a a KFC and a Pizza Hut, so they actually do have this whole lot to themselves, where it's just all their buildings. Yes. Yeah, Taco Bell is still such a rarity over here, though. There's the very few and far between. Yeah, oh, this is the first one I've yeah, seen. Well, uh, I remember reading Simon Pegg's book, and he met Nick Frost when I think they were both working at a Mexican restaurant. And he goes, "Before you Americans start going like, oh, how, how nice of a restaurant could a Mexican restaurant be?" He goes, uh, "Don't forget, this is England. Mexican food counts as exotic." Yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's it was like a fancy Mexican restaurant. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, it's only just in the recent years there's, there's like fast food place that do anything Mexican there's, style. There's a a a relatively fancy uh, Tex-Mex place just down the street from me. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, no. Um, I, I had swore off Taco Bell because they got rid of my my favorite combo. However, they've made can't steps. Stay away. That, yeah, yes. they've made steps in. You know, um, I, I they didn't was, have to do anything. You'd have been back at regardless. No, I, no, I was good until they. I was good for about a month until they uh, brought back the taquitos. So, and if you guys don't get it, a month without Taco Bell's is massive. Uh, <laughs> so. Now, I, I was I was next to the theater because I'd seen something a week or two ago, and I noticed they were building something. And because of where we were building, I was like, okay, that's clearly a restaurant. And, um. I looked up and it was just a sign saying Taco Bell coming in 2020. I'm like, I just started laughing because I thought I'm at. And, and it was yeah. really, it was really funny to me because it, it's become such a meme at this point that Matt yeah. Matt lives off Taco Bell. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah. Uh, and for the record, just in terms of previously on on the multi in the multiverse, I I was teasing all these runs that we were doing on Twitter over the last 24 hours. Uh, so that's what all those yeah, images he, he were. He saw me posting. He's like, oh, that's an idea. And what's your point? I, I I want you to acknowledge that you stole that from me. What do you mean stole it from you? But yeah, you, you, yeah, your post wasn't to tease things. It was just I'm doing this. It was a bit of a tease if you read I, the caption. I turned it into marketing. All right, you were just posting. I don't have access to that account, so I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> I did marketing, dab but I did tease. I did I did a proper little teaser on Twitter. Yeah, it wouldn't have done any of that if not for me. <sighs> Stop trying to think you're essential. You're not essential, right? You're ex- oh, go, go ahead. Try to do elsewhere on your own. I can do it on my own. It's better. I'll find someone. I'll find a nice. Uh, I'll find a nice guy named Jeff. Me and Jeff will do elsewhere. Oh, Jeff. <laughs> I started. I started what we do in the shadows. I got the third episode. Ah, oh, yes. Woke, woke my wife up by giggling at all the werewolf BS. Um, how how they settled the the vampire versus werewolf fight killed me. Uh, I, honestly, uh, Matt, my favorite line when uh, Matt Berry's showing off his uh, his uh, vagina hedge garden, uh-huh, and he gets to uh-huh. the, he's like, "These are my favorite too. This is this is my my wife's, and this one's my mother's." <laughs> Sorry, uh-huh. how did I not know Matt Berry was in this? Why oh, did I not watch this? Like, he's like the main character. He's like one of the three main, the main characters. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Why did no one tell me? He's great. Yeah. 
Well, I guess I know what I'm doing. In fact, actually, right, do you know what I laughed really hard? See the second episode when uh-huh. they, they they go to like, the the local council meeting and uh-huh. they want and they want uh you know the main dude uh, to go up and like you know argue like because they they want to take over the the the. The, the, the area. They've been sent to take over the US. Island. Yeah, so the, so yeah. They, so they're going to start with the island, right? Anyway, so right. basically, Matt Berry like wants to ban turtlenecks, and he's not happy about it. And basically, the main guy does so bad, and it cuts back to Matt Berry, and he goes like, "He's blown it. He's not even mentioned the turtlenecks." And I lost yeah. my shit when he said on, that. On a, on a scale, yeah. how Matt Berry is Matt Berry? Oh, he's so Matt Berry. He is full oh, Matt Berry. Yes. <laughs> I haven't seen anything else with him in it. He just—he seems very familiar. But it's—I was worried they wouldn't translate the tone from the movie, and I have nothing to—you have nothing to worry about. Yeah, I, honestly, like I think it's—I think, it, think it's better than the movie because it gets to yeah. be long form. I, I think that helps the yeah. comedy so much. Oh yeah, yeah. So, but no, I—I uh, yeah, I, I was in such a giggle fit that I woke my wife up who was napping on the couch. Um, but yeah, it's. It's super solid, but yeah, when you said Jeff, I was like, oh, that's Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. Um, Gregor. Uh-huh. So, it's, it's good. I mean, it, it, I think I need to have a, a palate cleanser with some vampire stuff after last week. Well, you guys seem to be the only one that hate it, so I just that makes me laugh. Oh, that BBC Dracula is so bad. Oh. It's terrible. I don't think it's on Netflix for everyone now. Is yeah. that a, a, a deal? I'd, please don't waste your time. Also, also, anybody accusing Pete and Tom of being mainstream MCU fanboys, please, please acquaint yourself with their content first. There's many flaws. You could, you could argue against them on various different terms. But if that's your go-to... Try again, I love cause... that comment. That comment. One of the first comments in our Dracula <laughs> review, because people like seem to like it and are mad that me and Connor tore it to shreds. One of the first comments was, "I guess you guys only like Marvel movies or other simple films." Like, oh, I laugh so hard. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but people are so when salty. I, that, I was like, "No, Pete made me watch Under the Skin." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that's my hate movies. Yeah. <laughs> If anything, you could uh, actresses in it. So I didn't show uh, up on your top top the decade list. Absolutely not. See, see, see if you want to argue that I'm too pretentious. Like I'll maybe understand mm-hmm. your argument. I'll maybe yeah. see why you're saying that. I, I disagree, yeah. but I see why you're saying that. It's a lot closer yeah. to the truth. Yeah. Well, it, and just the fact too that that Connor hasn't seen a Marvel movie in quite some time. Um, I don't think he's seen Civil War still. So no, I, 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 I saw up to infi- Infinity War. He's not seen anything since. Yeah, so it's, so it'll be two but years yeah. in May. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know this was a show until you guys started saying how bad it was. Oh yeah. Um, and and I never finished Sherlock, so like I don't yeah. have any dog in this fight. Like I Just, I like those first that, that first season of Sherlock. It's it's good, but it the second one seemed to kind of. No, I'd I'd, uh, I'd still recommend season one and two to anyone for Sherlock. Yeah. Yeah, three. Um, I mean, isn't terrible. It's okay. Three has his. I like the middle episode in three. See, this is again. Let's talk about the decade stuff. I watched them so long ago. I can't remember. What's the one where they start hypothesizing how Sherlock could have survived? Is that season two or is that into season three? I think that's season two. Is that the start of season two? The season one. So then, yeah, one or two are good. Three is where he kind of fell off. Then Uh, four is terrible. So yeah, you can you can. Yeah, don't, don't watch it. It's like there's so many shows like that where I'm like, you know, like uh, like Torchwood. I love seasons one and two, 
three was okay. You know, that was, that's the one that was all aired in like one week. And it was like, you know, night back to back. It was like, yeah, it's, it's all right. And then four was the kind of, you know, the, the quote unquote revival season. Don't do it. Just don't watch it. <laughs> I remember, I remember upsetting somebody by saying that I got to David Tennant's doctor and I was like, ah, this is enough for me. And what the hell is wrong with you? Like, yeah, exactly. That's like, Alden's like, you're not going to get to Matt Smith. I was like, Nah, man, I got better things to do. So you have nothing yeah. better to do than watching Tenant's Doctor Who episodes. Uh, I got to Tenant, and they're they're in old New York, and Spider Man shows up, and I just I can't. I have, Is that I the have one with the pig people. Yes. Yeah. Not not his strongest episode. <laughs> I'll give you that one. Okay. I don't hate it, but it, not not his strongest episode. Ah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Moffat's just not for me, I guess, at this point. Like, Tuesdays of Sherlock, great. That was, that Everything was, else I watched. That was pretty Moffat as well. I mean, he wrote the odd episode, and he wrote actually some really good episodes in that point, but well, he wasn't thought, the showrunner. Oh, I thought he brought it back with Eccleston. No, he was. He didn't he become the showrunner until Matt Smith. Yeah, it was uh, Russell T. Oh, Davis before that. Okay, well, look at me. I, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I quit Doctor Who. I didn't want to watch any more of this it. This new episode was great. It had such a classic reveal I, at the end, and it was like, oh, it's so nice to get a proper two-parter with a proper reveal that was genuinely <laughs> exciting. Oh, I loved it. I just there's something Ooh. so frivolous about Doctor Who that I just I, I just don't think it's for me. I've tried a lot well, of it. I've watched. Like, I like it. Yeah, it's, it's it's its own thing, right? And the Eccleston stuff was was weird, like, and I like that. And then the rest of it was just, yeah. Um, so wait, who plays Harker on Dracula? Because this is a, a cinema character that's been played by some of the greats, like uh, Keanu Reeves. I, I couldn't, uh, name, <laughs> I, and let's be honest, I couldn't recognize him either. Okay. Yeah, I don't know who it was. So yeah, I, I, I who plays Dracula? Uh, some dude. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's like Danish or something. Yeah. Uh, you don't even get Mads Mikkelsen? Come on now. Yeah, no. No. He's he, like he starts off sounding like Borat before he changes to an English accent. <laughs> Wait, do you guys have problems with this? <laughs> yeah, because he's he's doing like the I never drink wine, yeah. half half. Like you know, like it just <laughs> yeah, it's not good. And and I, I and I was like, okay, this isn't good, but I'm willing to kind of go. Okay, we just can't do that accent. <laughs> we're getting rid of it soon anyway. Pete's... That's why we're getting rid of it. And Wait, real quick. Yeah. Pete's Pete's Borat is the same as the Tommy Wiseau. I want people to. Oh yeah, I, mean, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, that's that's fair. Because when you said that, I was like, "That's more of the room than Borat." But I can see he where does, you're he going. He does the for. exact same thing for both. You're right. He does. I do. Yes. I, that's my weird yeah. accent voice. Well, <laughs> and it, it's funny that in in the Disaster Artist, they uh, they <laughs> um, what's his name from Better Call Saul. Says that he has the energy much like a vampire. <laughs> like, he's dreadful to look at. Wait, so I guess. Out of curiosity, which one do I actually sound closer to? Do I sound more like Tommy Wiseau or more like. Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, it's, it's Tommy Wiseau. much more of a Tommy Wiseau. Okay. Of, I'm okay with Lisa. that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> my wife. I'm so lucky I have you, my best friend, and I love Lisa so much. Uh, 
Oh, the room's Anyways, great. Anyways, comics, guys. Well, yeah, it's comics. A, well, yeah. We've got news yet? No, we've got a little bit of news to do. Uh, yeah. First things first, uh, you mentioned the top 50 movies. I just want to plug that since you brought it up because people might be interested. Yep, uh, yep. So we're doing this super thing. That'll, it'll be another week or so before they start going up. Uh, but everyone from Mailflash TV, the three of us plus Tim and Tara, all did our own top 50 movies of the decade. And they're going to go out in five parts where each part is like, you know, a chunk of 10. And it will be rotating through all of us. It'll all be edited together. I'm going to put in tons of editing work out of this, so if you're interested, check it out on YouTube or on the Mail Fuzz Movies uh, podcast uh, feed. And uh, hopefully, if you're, if you're interested in us talking about just movies in general and seeing what all, all of our best movies of the decade are, uh, you'll get tons of recommendations uh, and, throughout and, that. And one major one that Matt forgot. And one major one that Matt forgot. Yeah, I still can't believe that happened. <laughs> Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. No, I'm not. I'm not. Uh... Pete, Pete told me just to get my reaction on camera, and yeah. I just... <laughs> so much. Yeah, because I'm going to edit. What happens, again, when you make your list while watching hockey while your wife's watching a murder documentary? So, yes. Yes, because Carl's reaction will be edited in at the appropriate part. Uh, so... <laughs> yes, delightful. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we do have a little bit of comic book news uh, for DC Comics. Uh, really just a few delays in an artist change, but uh, first up, Just League 39 has been pushed by a couple weeks. It was meant to be out on January 15th, which was uh, two Wednesdays from this Wednesday that we're reviewing uh, in terms of books, uh, but now it's going to be out on January 29th on the week five, so this is going to be the end of the month now. Uh, Luckily, the next Justice League, the first Vendetti issue, was not scheduled till February anyway, so it doesn't appear to actually affect it in any way, shape, or form. Honestly, my biggest concern with this is whether Hell Arisen issue 2 was written under the assumption that now we would have read mm. Justice League 39. Because the first issue made a point of not spoiling the 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 details. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, was set after. It was set after, whereas this time, will they have assumed that, okay, it's definitely going to be out now? a good point maybe they'll end up pushing that as well once they realize because even though this should be something they realized as soon as they push this that they'd have to push that as well it's exactly like dc or any comic book company to be honest to not realize that until like two weeks later and go oh shit we should push that too yeah (laughs) uh but yeah so just league snyder's final just league issue has been pushed back by two weeks uh, and at a similar uh, level, uh, the next Superman issue, Superman 19, has been pushed back two weeks as well. Uh, that was meant to be out this coming Wednesday, but has now been pushed back to January 22nd. So that's also been pushed back hmm. two weeks. I wonder why. Uh, does it tell me? I uh, think I it does. No, it doesn't. No, I'm just I'm wondering why it would get pushed to, to that week. Uh, it could just be the art taken. I mean, Ivan Reese is on this issue, so, <laughs> I mean, uh, and Joe Pr- Prado, to be fair, so it's, it's, a, it's a twofer. Uh, I, I wonder if it's maybe just uh, something that happens and it uh, relates to something else and they've decided it'd be better to yeah. put it after another issue. Well, because, yeah, because it's getting a little messy with Bendis, and I, I don't, I'm not going to hang this all up on now, because when we get to talk about action, mm. we get stuff that's happening before, and then you're trying to fit that in with the... BS yeah, the villain stuff, and it's just yeah. So I'm wondering if yeah, you know, uh, it could it could be as simple as it just something ties into another issue, and they realise that this would be better to mm-hmm. come after rather than an actual artist delay. But uh, Superman 19 is now coming out on the 22nd of January, so that's a, again a two week delay for that. So both those delays aren't big deals; they're both in the same month still. They're not hefty; they're just little bumps. Uh, but not a little bump, and this one's especially funny because the Birds of Prey issue one one shot, the Brian Azzarello Black Label Birds of Prey 90 something page one shot, which was supposed to be out on February 7th, uh, and it was meant to be come out you know before the movie. 
has been delayed five weeks and now will come out weeks after the movie's debut, uh, making its sellability in terms of, you know, people come out of the comic book shop, hey, you like that movie? Here's a here's one simple yeah. comic you can buy for Just it. Just a slight correction. It was meant to come out January 29th. It was meant to be oh, this sorry. week five. I think the movie is February 7th. Ah, okay. My eye caught that which, date. Yeah. Uh, which I get, okay, so this has already gone through a bunch of changes because originally this was like a four-issue mini that was going to start in like October. Mm-hmm. I know. It was an ongoing. It, it was an ongoing in the main DCU, and then it got changed to a mini in Black Label, and then it got changed again to a one shot in Black Label. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it did, and so I, I guess why you know this, the, the the delay on this part is simply the art's not ready because it's ninety six. It's basically a graphic novel at this point. Um, yeah, almost. I mean, there are graphic novels of this length. This is like you yeah. know, five issue graphic novel. Marvels yeah, uh, at this at length. RGN. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but the, but well, they'll 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 do an actual hardcover or whatever of this later and oh they will put yeah, some extras this in. This is just being published in floppy form first, um, for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, Although it will have a spine because it's too thick not to have a spine. <laughs> yeah, and the prestige ones typically have had spines anyway, even the thin mm. ones. So uh, you know, fair enough on that. Uh, but I think it sucks in the sense that. You know, the, okay, it was going to come out the week before the movie, which, so if anyone went and saw the movie and then was like, hey, I want to see some of this, there would probably still have been issues of this that would have been very easy to get. If anything, I'd have said comic shops would have intentionally ordered more than they would have because they knew that, because they knew that a week later a movie was coming out, they wanted to have some on the shelf, and now they come out of the shop and say, well, there's one coming out in like three or four weeks. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, doesn't exactly. help as much. Like, come back next month, and a lot of people won't give a shit in a month's time. I would I would say that probably eighty to ninety percent of the people who might saunter in and buy one right after the movie won't come back a month later. You'll get a small percentage who care enough to come back. Yeah, I agree, and and that sucks in that regard. Because um, you know maybe maybe that would have been the issue that got some you know some people yeah. into comics, and now it it probably won't be as much. I wonder if um, there's actually plans for like a sequel to this at some point, and that's what like that's what the collected version will be. It'll be like you know two or three of these together. That'd be a pretty big collected edition at that point. Well, I mean, it'd be under three hundred pages. It wouldn't be that absurd. I mean, sure. Yeah. Um, or if it's just two, then you know, two, under two hundred pages. So. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it may not be. I'm just speculating. Like maybe they'll do, you know, kind of like how Curse of the White Knight is a sequel to White Knight. I, maybe. I suspect much more likely they'll just do what they did with like the the rebirth one shot and mm. just stick it in a in a hardcover and sell it on the shelves, and it'll be a. Pretty much exactly the same. Yeah, with some extras, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it could be that Azarello, you know, between this, all these delays with this one, and then also the, all the, everything that he went, he went through with Damned, like, he may not be that enthusiastic about doing more stuff with DC for a while. <laughs> uh, it's possible. Yeah. That's just speculation. Yeah. I mean, I have nothing to go on outside of just troubles, you know. Say, yeah, there's, there's nothing else in the works that we know of, but that doesn't mean he's not working on anything. Yeah. You know, just because it's not announced doesn't mean it's not happening. So, hey, we'll see what this is like when it comes out, but we won't find out now until March 4th, so uh, that's that. So that's your delays, and then, interestingly, this this actually pertains to a book for, uh, we're doing today. Uh, Joker Harley Criminal Sanity issue 3 has got an artist uh, change, which is weird because this book is so defined by its art. You know, it's very art-focused. Yep. Uh, so February 5th, uh, Joker Harley Criminal Sanity number 3. So interesting if they actually still hit that date, and maybe this is how they'll hit that date, it's because they've got a different artist. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yes, yeah, so one of the artists is being swapped. Um, so because obviously this book has two artists, and there's like there's the black and white portions, there's the color portions, but it is a different artist doing both. 
yeah. doing each rather, I should say. Uh, so. I believe it's the color artist that's been replaced. Yeah, Make Me a Hue has been replaced by Jason uh, uh, Badour, uh, Badour, maybe, uh, for the third issue. Uh, so, interesting. Um, uh, if I, I, I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure that uh, that name is also an issue two is covered. So I think there was already some. Yeah, the art in two was kind of spotty, not like in the first one where it flowed. You could uh, be you know. right. I'm gonna. I'm sure I got that. Check. I'm sure I got that name off the cover when I was writing uh, down the creators. Not on the cover. It's in the interiors, though. Uh, oh, okay. Mike Mayhew, because I am with Jason Badar. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. so it, it sounds like he was already in the process of being replaced. Maybe that's why I should took it delayed so much, as it was just it was his work that was holding it up. Uh, yeah. So it could be. Because I mean that that was the one argument for why this might hit monthly, despite the fact that it's this type of book with this art is that it's it's the ha- the artists halved between two artists, and that makes it a bit more, you know, yeah, possible. So, uh, so issue three still scheduled for February. Uh, I think the the fact that he did work on this issue as well though tells me that it won't probably be a drastic change of style. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, it's probably someone who was already complimenting what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. There you go. That's uh, that's the DC Comics news news, uh, and then it may be too early next week for solicits, but I mean, if not the week after, and we'll have some juicy stuff to talk about. Because uh, it won't be long now before we're talking about what they're doing for Free Comic Book Day and what uh, our summer plans are for events and things like that. So yeah, I mean, even on this, you know, the, the next solicits should have issue four of Joker Harley uh, Criminal Sanity in it, and we'll see if the artist change is stuck or if it, or, you know, if it's going back. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. So there you go. That's the news. All right, let's talk about comics. <laughs> we'll talk about Action Comics 1018. Brian Michael Bendis writing with John Romita Jr. on the art. This is this is half a good issue for I the plotting of <laughs> what happened before. Okay, um, the stuff with uh, Red Cloud mm-hmm. and 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 Melody Moore mm-hmm. talking with Clark. I loved all that stuff. Yeah, that's I, all no, stuff that Bendis. Yeah, I like that right? stuff. Yeah, the backstory yeah. for 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 Moore, uh, mm-hmm. or for, for sorry for good for her becoming Red Cloud. Yeah. Saw a little bit of storytelling we did need. Mm-hmm. Uh, the scene with Moore, which is like a day before the events of the fight that we're watching, uh, I also liked because it was kind of neat that he told someone else who he was before yeah. he did the reveal. Because yeah, so the whole thing is is you find out that, and this is something we had been complaining about with. Where, where's Melody Moore at, right? Mm. Like, she was such a character that, that Bendis introduced, and then we've gotten away from her. And um, so so basically, her her point of her character is the payoff of Metropolis needs a new mayor, and she's going to, to run as mayor because she's been police or fire captain or fire chief now for, for a little bit. Um, and she asked Clark if, if he can work his magic and get get Superman to endorse her because it would mean a lot. And because she's being so truthful and basically being like her whole mission statement is truth, he feels bad lying to her. Yeah. Well, not only that, and, she even says that she's inspired by Superman's truth. The yeah, whole idea of his truth right. is what's inspiring her. So right. he's like, well, okay, you know what? He takes yep. off his glasses and he's like, okay, I'm also Superman and I will endorse you. Uh, yep. And she's like, whoa, you're telling me this? Like, well, yeah, I'm going to reveal it tomorrow anyway. So if you can keep this secret for 41 hours, then I'll definitely yep. endorse you. So it's, it's a nice yep. little moment. Because, yeah, it's it's an exercise in, in trust. 
Yeah. And and whatnot. And I so I love that part. The Star Labs being shady, I can't wait for this to pay off with mm-hmm. with Dennis because this has run through all of his books from from Superman to Young Justice to this. And if they pop up in, in Legion, I would not be surprised. Yeah. Like some faction is is you know Star Labs is responsible for why the Earth looks the way that it does. I'll tell you. Um, I'll tell you what I I did like about this is the the discovery that whatever is going with with uh, with good what this Red Cliff uh, stuff is is intradimensional. Uh, yeah, so yeah, we were yeah. dealing with something from another dimension that's uh, like sort yep. of infected or, or or merged with her or yep. something. I mean, who knows exactly? Yep, yep. It's kind of reminiscent, though. I'm starting to get like Venom vibes of it now, sure. like the way that it enveloped her and like with the gas and whatnot. Yeah, there's no indication that it's got a personality yet, but no, yeah, no, no, no. But that's what I mean. Like it, it definitely could have, you know, because she was just a, a a hungry reporter, right? And, who kind of locked and now, in, who locked into finding yeah. this conspiracy and the scientist mm-hmm. one of the scientists just panics and knocks her out and when yeah. they're, they're actually discussing what to do with her and it sounds like they're kind of like one or two of them are inching towards the idea of trying to kill her like maybe we have to get rid of yeah. her like you know and yeah. then someone else is like no no no, we can't do anything illegal let's just like apologize and right. like send her away yeah uh, those are all a lot of fun but yeah so we get her her you know horror movie origin where she's backed into this scientific device and it ends up enveloping her and then she turns into a creature and 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 takes them all out um like that and then the the, the rest of the book with the yeah uh, man well she's the, she, the villain she's watching the art. she's watching in the distance um uh yeah you're kind of skipping to the the the, the final beat there we mentioned you're the villain because before oh, yeah. Well, actually, no, sorry, you're not. Sorry, it's the other thing that's at the yeah. end. Because, yeah, because yeah, what, what, last issue we had the fight with, with the Legion of Doom and the Justice League are there. Uh, this issue, you know, because we actually see that Melody Moore is, is being fire chief and helping evacuate yep. and stuff because Superman like, sort of like, yells over at her and says, hey, can you yep. try and contain this, blah, blah, blah. Uh, uh, but anyway, so the big thing, though, is every time we cut back to it, you know, they're getting their asses kicked, Superman's struggling, and some of the Justice League are down. Uh, and the big final reveal at the end is that Leviathan is also there, and Leviathan, and a move that we didn't see coming, Superman didn't see coming, is actually working with the Legion of Doom here at the end of the issue. Uh, right. This attack in Metropolis is also involving Leviathan, which, I mean, I appreciate Bendis trying to tie in the overall stuff that's going on yeah. in DC to what he's doing, uh, but, I mean... It, at first I rolled my eyes, right? Because I was like, well, Why? But then it makes sense about when you think about the concept of doom and how mm. how that would be enticing to to Leviathan. My my big that. my big thing though is that I just didn't want you or the villain to infect this at all, and yeah. you mix in the atrocious art throughout this entire book, and mm-hmm. it is atrocious. Mm-hmm. Uh, the face. I think Connor's still mute because I'm not hearing his laughing every time. Oh, I, I was muted intentionally because I was typing a second ago. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then I just heard you just <laughs> being miserable with JRJR. He's yeah, terrible. It, 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 I, he's the worst. <laughs> no, and so like Melody Moore is a character I haven't seen in a while, and now the first time I get to see her is a JRJR art in a super blocky face. He, he can't and, do faces. I'm sorry, but JRJR no, cannot do no. faces, and he hasn't been and able to in a long time. It's and just, then just oh, like makes me happy. the other artists that we've had, like like Kudransky, when they do Red Cloud, there's an etherealness. To her because she's made of gas right yeah and, and vapor but when jr 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 draws her i don't get that i it doesn't she feels more like a creature like a monster and i don't i don't like that vibe 
You know, it, so, it, it's fitting that, uh, you know, we always call him GRGR because this is definitely slobber knocker levels of bad art. <laughs> yeah. Mud hole stomped. It's <laughs> like, so a double slobber knocker. Double slobber knocker. Perfect. So, yeah, I mean, so half the issue I really like, despite the bad art. Uh, the other half, I get there, I'm just like, I don't. I'm over here, the villain at this point. I don't, I don't oh, yeah. care. We're all over it. I think we're all ready for it to be so, done. Mm. Like, but yeah. So, as what it is. Um, no, again, I, I like the the mirror stuff. I like the good stuff. It's just, I mean, I say good. I don't mean the good stuff. I mean the character good stuff. Right. Uh, in terms of what the story is, but the actual wraparound year the villain fight and the art is just terrible. So it's really yeah. hard to rate this issue, Matt. I, I don't know where you're landing on it. Yeah, this is this is a six, and, and mainly because I liked the 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 more stuff. And and the good stuff, like pizza. But the rest of it, I just I can't. Uh, painfully low from that. Yeah, especially for a book that I love. Mm-hmm. The action was in my in my top. So not a great start to the year, is what you're saying. No. I think I. Yeah, I'm probably going to go with a six. Uh... Yeah. Well, no, because there's parts of the book that I really like, there's parts I don't like, and then yeah. I hate the art. You know what? No, I'm going to go with a yeah. five. I, and I hate to do yeah. that because there's parts of the book that I really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I absolutely despise the art. And then there's also parts of the, 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 the wraparound story that I just also really dislike. Luckily, the flashbacks do take up most of the story. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, I'd say it's more than half, but uh, yeah. unfortunately, the art is just a killer in this one. So five out of ten for me even though i do like the you know a, a lot of what bendis is doing with these characters so yeah, there, there's but, definitely things i like but overall i have to go with a five see what i like about this is that he's added so many characters now to the superman uh, supporting cast you know like i'm gonna include naomi in that too um sure. <laughs> but yeah but but more and and the mayor and um and and the one lady uh i always forget her name um such a compelling character leon. no i just because yeah, yeah yeah she owns the daily planet like yeah the boss leon her. yeah yeah you know and then all of her her generals and whatnot like you know he does a lot of great character building stuff and then just arrange it and i just feel like they needed someone to put jrjr don't put him here though like send him over to flash i'm not enjoying flash right now <laughs> okay. oh yeah that's just what flash needs to be even worse well well, on that topic, that'll take us on to The Flash, issue 85. Joshua Williamson writing with Christian Duss on the art. Uh, I mean, I can, I can give you this, reward in three, uh, this review in three words. Okay. It's still shit. <laughs> um, However, um, they are in a mirror, so there, there's that. that. That helps a little bit. We have uh, gold, the, Golden that's Glider. That's satisfaction out being bright. Yeah. Yes. We have Golden Glider and our mummy bandages. Uh kind of flirting with flash almost uh they're sharing some chicken and <laughs> she's she's talking about you know why she's going against her brother uh the other rogues you know heat wave and uh weather wizard are trying to like train the, the kid flashes to to you know you know, retrain with their powers again because of all the you know all the danger they've done right now but they still have to wear the colors you know it's helping a little bit but it's not going fast enough uh barry and this part really annoyed me so golden glider says how about i teach you to skate and he's like, I have no skates. And she says, well, you, I've seen you run in water before. You don't need skates. Well, it's not really skating there, is it? <laughs> it's just riding a bit on ice. <laughs> just... Here's the whole thing. 
The reason why weather weather wizard, the reason why Captain Cold usually has an edge on on Barry, is because he can ice the ground. Mm-hmm. All right, now if he could just do this, it's then... it's classic Home Alone tactics. Yeah. Uh, no, it is. Mm. <laughs> like, well, uh, how, real quick side note: I don't know if you guys have watched it yet, but uh, there's that documentary series, "The Toys That Made Us." They've done a, a a spinoff called "The Movies That Made Us," and one of the episodes on Home Alone. And those stunt guys from doing those falls as Harry and Marv that became I forget what the the stunt man's name that type of fall from on the ice and stuff became like a a term in the stunt world and they really fell like hundreds of times so when you say the home alone tactics i know people that can survive that and you know um but yeah just think about that falling on the ice that many times no thank you yeah Um, and i'd rather do that than read this book so (laughs) are are you still reading the next issue matt yes because i've Uh... No control. Yeah, yeah. I'm serious. It's a flash. I, I'm I don't know. Just the way you said that then felt like yeah. may, maybe he doesn't want to do this anymore. Well, no, it, I, was like, I gotta get to. I gotta get to the end of this. It was hyperbole anyway. I'm pretty sure if I took Matt out on the ice and like you know sweep the leg, he'd probably say, you know what? No, I'm reading a bad issue of Flash in ten minutes. Is hey better. man, I, I've trained <laughs> jujitsu. I know how to fall flat. <laughs> oh sure. Do you know how to yeah, fall flat on once. the ice? Yeah, I, I've fallen on the ice before. It's not fun. I don't <laughs> but I have I have I have a strong and wide enough back that I can bounce up. Now staying up, that's the trick. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, this I got satisfaction that they are in a mirror. I just the rest of it I don't. I, this is one of the first things I read just to get out of the way, like ripping off a mandate. Sure, um, ready for this to be over. Yeah, I didn't. So I don't remember much of the rest of it. But they they fought a lot yeah. of mirror people and then wolves. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Well, no, well, that's not that's issue. That's issue. They they go in to get Captain Cold, and Captain Cold does a freeze bomb thing that freezes everyone. Well, actually, they don't go to get Captain Cold. They go they go to get Mirror Master, thinking that they can use him to change everything. And then, yeah, Mirror and Ma- then they fight a bunch of Mirror people. Aye, but it wasn't Wolves, was there? In this one. It's in the next page. I'm looking at Wolves right now. That's ah, so, okay. It's a small part of this issue. The, the, the big Wolves thing was like an issue or two oh, ago. Oh, the actual big fight, but you know, yeah, just, just, they're still there. But the main thing here is that it's a trap and Captain Cold sets off like a freeze bomb and we see that Lex Luthor's upgrades were like ice powers. He's got like ice fists and he's in the last page is him and Flash going to fight. Everyone else is thrilling. frozen. What was that? Uh, thrilling. Just, oh yeah. Uh, Back to is... ice powers. Yeah, I don't like it either. This reeks of New 52 DDO. What Just I really... Because don't get though is is at the start of this run i think it was the start of this run it was about getting back to basics mm-hmm. for, yep. for, for cold and being like hey I, we, we don't need those stupid powers we, we've, we've got yeah. what we've always had and now here it's yeah powers are an upgrade screw all that that's like, what? well that, that's what i was going to say is i remember reading that ddo had, had told the flash riders in new 52 no we need, we need to make the rogues like super powered it can't just be the gadgets because this is this is a new era and nobody really liked it. Like, I get where I get where the thoughts coming from for that mandate. Me too. It, it didn't work, and it was wrong. No, but I understand the the but rationale. Why, but why are we doing it? You know, eight years later, and and this and this might just be contained to this. But you know, I don't know, man. That's this. I always loved the rogues because they weren't super powered, right? Like these are all people that 
when, yeah. when a superpowered hero showed up in their city, they, you know, found technology. To the to reverse Batman. Right, exactly. And like, and, and sure, Cold doesn't know much about technology outside of his cold gun because he's used it so much that he just, he knows how it operates, right? Like, But that's enough. That's his, right. And now when you just give him these cold powers and, yeah, are the, the ice gauntlets cool looking? Sure. But maybe in like a D&D campaign and you do that with your mage character. Not not in the Flash. Like, I don't know. I just... Yeah, I <sighs> not my Flash. <laughs> Hashtag not my Flash. Release uh, the Skullthorpe cut. Uh, no, don't do that. Don't <laughs> do that. <laughs> you know, that that's no. spreading. There's release the JJ cut now and it's terrible. Which is stupid because... Uh, he uh, did! Yeah, like... <laughs> whoa, whoa. Yeah, they're convinced he didn't. Yeah, well, they're also... They're convinced oh. of a lot of stupid... Like, Let's not this this whole gatekeeping thing. Like, let's just cut it. Oh man. I mean, just enjoy Star Wars. There's so many different Star Wars out there. If you don't like the movies, go read the books, right? Oh, that's not that's not that's not turning this into Star Wars talk. I'm not. It just you know, if I had another flashbook, no, I I do, and I'm not reading that one either. (laughs) (laughs) However, if there was a third flashbook that I could go read, that wasn't all this. Don't be shocked. I'd be happy. I, I, that's what we are right now. Every flash is shit. <laughs> and I'm just taking it as an insult. Like they're taking away all my favorite characters except for Superman. Like I feel like I had to sacrifice my other favorite characters so Superman got a lift up. Like I think how like I feel. Dick, Dick, I know Dick Grayson, Wally West, Barry, Howl's over at flipping Morrison Land doing weird shit. Like I won't argue with that. You know, Starfire's over in Odyssey doing stuff like. <sighs> I, I lost all of that, and Superman. Yeah, well, you could. You're just being stubborn. It's not because it's bad. You just don't like Bendis. Yeah. So, it's it's all a bit different. It's bad. Uh, it's, that's that's uh, bad you taste. You just this. gave this issue a six and a five. So shut up the pair of you. Yeah, yeah, but mostly because of the art. Action, action and Superman were still in my top ten, man. And Young Justice. Work. So, yeah. Work. One week issue does not a bad run make. <laughs> exactly. Ugh. Shut up. <laughs> and, on, and on Flash, I, we've said this way too many times, but I still can't quit it because I need to know if it's going to get better. I need it to get I'm better. I'm convinced now it's not. We, I mean, we have to be near the end of the run at this point. I, I, I can't see yeah. going much past 100 issues. So no. we still got probably the rest of this year. Yeah, no, nah, six, seven months. We'll get us to almost a hundred issues. Yeah, I feel like it's we're getting most of this year still. It depends on to what you wait till five G kind of kicks in or yeah, whatever. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I um, I yeah, that that show is just like I I don't know. Like even get mad at it. It's just kind of really mundane and mediocre levels of. It's this, this isn't even the worst issue. Yeah. I'm just sick yeah. of it now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not digging the direction of everything that's happening, uh, pretty much. I, well, I, and that's where we've been, and you're in the villain has just exacerbated it. Yeah. So, like, it's made it way worse. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah so. if anything, Flash might be the, the, the worst affected book. Yeah. In terms of you're the Probably villain. Probably is, yeah. Yeah. So, that sucks. Matt, what are you giving it? Maybe that's a 4.5. Whoa! <laughs> Matt might yeah. as well have found the creators and, like, taken them out to a woodshed with a 
nail gun uh, with that yeah, rain. I don't want to do that because I like, I like Williamson <laughs> a lot. And this is what drives me nuts. And maybe maybe because he's plotting the new nail biter, and that's why this is, is falling sure. by the wayside. And it's not getting his full attention. You know, I, I don't know. But yeah. Hmm. All right, uh, Connor, what are you rating it? Four. Uh, I, I we didn't really talk about the art much. Christian just his art is fine. It's not. It's it's fine. It's not yeah. enough to salvage anything. Um, yeah. Uh, it's not. It doesn't make it any worse though. Yeah. Uh, I will. Yeah, I'll agree with the four. I, I, I can't really. So much nicer things to say. We're just so out of the story at this point that it really has to. You know, this this arc at least has to end before it has a chance of really winning this back. Uh, before yeah. it can do anything else. How many? Surely it's only one more. Surely. Uh, we're hoping <laughs> this was only part four I, i'm really hoping this isn't a six part i mean you could go i mean there's solicits up to march now so you could go read the solicits and find out when the next arc starts I maybe i should do that because I, I, I i'm really sick of this could give you an idea of what when the, the change will happen that'll take us on to batgirl number 42 this is cecil castellucci on writing with carmen dj domenico on the art uh, this is the final issue in the Oracle Rising arc, uh, wraps that up, and mainly focuses around the idea of Babs having to do things that she wouldn't normally do, th- you know, think in ways that she wouldn't normally think so that the Oracle can't outsmart her, can't predict what she's doing, mm-hmm. uh, it leads to her leaving like, decoys of herself around the city, and that was fun. Va- various other things. Yeah, no, this issue is mostly solid. Um, I don't know how I feel about the kiss. You know, at the end of the issue, she kisses Bart. I, I, don't, I don't like it. No. It's been a bad two weeks for characters kissing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, didn't like it. this one. This one not as much as the other one. This sure. one didn't make me throw my hat or anything. Well, but, I, um, I think with this one at least, I don't necessarily love it, but I can't deny yeah. that they've at least been seeding the idea that there's an attraction. It, it, yeah, it felt inevitable. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, even well, and it's it's very Romeo and Juliet where they're star-crossed. They probably shouldn't, but you know, emotions and whatnot. Are weird things, so that's fine. I trust in and and uh, um, help me out with the last name here. Castellucci. Castellucci. Yeah, Castellucci. Thank you. I kept wanting to say Gia Domenico. I was like, no, that's the artist. <laughs> uh, uh, but with Castellucci, I, I I trust them enough that this will pay off eventually. Um, and to, you know, there's there's a reason for it. Joe, you know, this creative team so, really is a battle of who could have more syllables in their last name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, so. And it's G. Domenico for the record, but still, it's, it's close. <laughs> but, um, no, nah, I mean, the issue is, you know, Bab's running around and she, because the issue starts with her on the run because she sort of fled at the end of the last issue and it's her sort of trying to out, outwit Oracle and, uh, like, the, the terrible trio end up wanting to help her. Uh, Vulture's definitely arrested by the end. The others probably too, although it's not, I don't think, made completely clear. Yeah, yeah. I do feel like the terrible trio are going to be, you know, Bab's, Thorn and Bab's side for for this. If I had to, I see, yeah. I see them almost becoming her rogues in terms of that. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like they're they're going to be around in various forms. So, um, I'm okay with that. Yeah, me too. I like. It. I mean, the way that we got a new new shark when when Castellucci started, mm. you know, shows like we that can, we can always just throw new characters in there. Yeah, exactly. just throw a new mask on them. You know. Um, I liked uh, the big climatic moment is when she's fighting Oracle and she's holding Bard who's fallen over the edge of the building and Bard's like no no you have to drop me so you can beat her like this is the only option you have uh, and she drops him into like a, a dumpster to hopefully you know not kill him uh, but she does have to make that choice so I mean I, I like that as a dramatic beat uh, and then she ultimately uh, obviously wins and saves the day uh, but no I mean I think 
I don't know if I like this arc as much as the last arc uh, where we introduced the, the election stuff and we introduced uh, the terrible yeah. trio. I think I had more fun with that. Uh, maybe this maybe spent an issue too long in Burnside being, you know, sort of in chaos without enough distinct well, things to do. But other than that, I enjoyed it. I feel this was a long send-off to the Burnside stuff because we, we get a, a destruction of that costume. You know, she, she finds, Babs finds mm. that old purple costume from the Burnside section uh, of her history and uses it as part of the decoy. And we clearly see it get all destroyed. Um, and kind of what she she decides of, uh, you know, of what being Batgirl means and, and stuff. Yeah. I feel like we're putting an end to the Burnside stuff, and that, that's cool. Like, we can move on and, and whatnot. It's kind of like yeah. when, uh, when Dick Grayson left Bloodhaven. Yeah, I, I, I don't think we're done you with know? actually being there, but yeah, I, I see what you mean yeah. with the sort of spiritual. Yeah. yeah, like like it's tied to her identity, and this is what you know she she went here to become something different. Now she's who she is, and and whatnot. No, but it's, we're kind of done with the younger Babs. Mm. Yeah, so, I, I think the fact that yeah. she's clearly going to be dating like Bard, who's like what at least in his late twenties. You know, he's yeah. he's not a young. You know, he's he's a, he's a cop. Like he's he's. He's enough to be a detective, right? Yeah. Like he's old enough. So, yeah. so yeah. So, even if he came up through the ranks real quick, that's still, you know. Um, he looks like early yeah, mid-30s no. to me, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. well, to me, Babs, Babs is out of out of college, even if she couldn't finish quick. So, she's in her mid-20s. Yeah, I'd say she's in her mid-20s. No, that's the so, least. I guess it only looks a little weird because he doesn't look like he's, you know, the way he's been drawn recently, it doesn't look yeah. like he's that much younger than, than Gordon, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of feels well, a bit weird know, in that way, but being, oh. a, being a cop ages you. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, the book ends with her, uh, uh, you know, leaving a call for her dad, uh, saying that she's kind of forgiven him for their their fate, uh, yeah. and she'll always be his daughter. So I mean, it, it kind of ends yeah. with that kind of in place. Um, so uh, we'll see what they do next with the next arc. I, I, I think what's interesting going forward is that this arc was very much kind of wrapping up stuff that the previous writer had set up. For whatever reason, yep. we, we switched writers at a kind of a, a weird point. Mm. Uh, so, and it was handled pretty well, I think, by Castellucci. But I'm curious to see mm. what Castellucci does, kind of starting a bit more fresh with her own stuff. Uh, yeah. In the next. Well, arc. that's what we'll see. We we, we know we get a, a new villain mm-hmm. coming up, right? Because that that stuff got didn't they get redrawn? Like they brought in a different artist and yeah, they stuff around. Yeah, they redid so, this year or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll see where that goes. But yeah, like. Batgirl's been consistent from from the very beginning, and this just keeps that up. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. it's always a pleasure to read. Like, it's never a book where I'm like, "Oh yeah, Batgirl's out." It's I, always like, I, "Oh." I, I found hey. it slipping recently over the last few issues. Like this issue as well, I felt like really compounded on how wordy it feels to me. Mm. Like it feels like there's a lot. It's really overly dense, and especially when you've got a really strong artist, I'm kind of feeling it more. Um, so that that was kind of running my enthusiasm a little bit. I feel like a lot of that came from the Oracle speak, though. I wonder how if it'll feel that way with the Oracle Maybe. being there. Maybe. Yeah. You could be right. Uh, on that note, there was a weird thing in the lettering that I really hated. Um, and it's to do with the Oracle lettering choice. And so there's a bit where you know she sees like Frankie and a couple of others, and it's you know and and she's uh, and the, you know it's it's like a Oracle doing some projection thing, right? Yeah, she's talking through them mm-hmm. under the Borg or something like that. Yeah. But I think it's really ruined that we can see that, you know, it's, it's Oracle doing that because because they've got the Oracle speech bubbles immediately when, you know, Babs has no idea yet. She's like, oh, uh, you know, she's hearing it and goes, oh, that doesn't sound like Frankie. And then you get the reveal. 
I feel like it's completely undermined by just putting it as Oracle speech I, the whole time. I don't know if I agree with this, just because I don't think it was supposed to be a reveal. I, I felt like we were supposed to know it was her, it was Oracle speaking through them the whole time. Yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah. I don't know. It just felt weird to me that, to, to that, introduce it. It was to let us know, but the way I read it is that to Babs, it was coming through their uh, their actual voice, right? No. Yeah, I think it, it was just weird for me yeah. that it was a whole page of, of Babs listening to them, and then the, and then a big full page of her going, oh my god, it's Oracle, you know, speaking right. through them. It felt really just flat to me that since the very start of those two pages, you know, it's like, yeah, of course it's Oracle. We can, you know, the, the lettering just tells us. And yeah, I didn't yeah. enjoy that. I, I feel like it was more the, the full page spread was about just the, the visual of what it looks like hard being jacked into their brains. Because it was this kind of like mm-hmm. weird representation, yeah. right? Um, to, to me, the whole point of the speech bubble is that, yeah, their voice does sound a little bit off. Because we're supposed to, and that's how we see that it's off, because we see the Oracle, you know, style of text, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. I get that. I just, it was just... I don't know. For me, just just to immediately show us that before Batgirl even hears anything and you know is wrong, before she knows anything's wrong, we we do immediately, and it, it kind of took all the because we knew Oracle had them last issue, so nothing about. Well, we did, yeah, yeah. and but but I still think you know because it starts with with Batman like this looks like a trap, and and I think you can still play that without them, you know, without going oh it's being plugged through Oracle, you know, and doing the Oracle speak. This could still be a trap. And you could have played with that. And instead, it just kind of completely undercut all, all the, the pacing of the, these couple of pages for me. Yeah, I agree with that. That's just because I, I just I feel like we were supposed to know immediately. Uh, yeah. That's how I read it. Um, uh, no, I get that. But I think that was objectively for me the, the, the wrong choice because it completely kind of took a, it took away the flow of those two pages by knowing immediately. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. How do you feel, Matt? No, it was fine. I got over it real quick. Like... Like I said, like pizza is like the Borg. I just I took it from Bad's perspective. She could tell there was something off by the way they were talking, mm. but it was still their voices. It wasn't Oracle's voice being projected through them. Yeah. So, but how do you how do you show that in the art? Maybe do the right. the lettering, but don't do the green outline or something like that. Like yeah. do, right. do... maybe there's something right. just or or as it as it goes on, we you you shift more into the Oracle writing. You know, you kind of. Kind of, you know, fade into it a bit more as she's realizing. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but that was a fine issue. Um, and given that I rated my first two books a five and a four, I, you know, uh, this is going to come out on top regardless of what I give it, really. But uh, Matt, yeah. what, what are you giving Batgirl forty two? <laughs> oh no, this is a, this is a. Hmm. Do, I, do I go with the higher score? No. You know what? I will. I'm gonna give this one an eight. I, oh really? I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah the art, the art's there. I like the story. Yeah, and I compared will say, to the last two, it was a it was a nice uh, change of pace. Yeah, uh, I will say uh, my favorite art probably from uh, DJ DJ Domenico is probably when they find the first like uh, sort of like decoy Batgirl and she's all in shadows and stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought that looked really nice. It was a really nice page. Uh, what are you giving it, Connor? I'm gonna give it a six point five. I I like a lot of the core beats, um, but I think it's just a bit overwritten um, for me. Uh, that's fair. I'm gonna give it a seven. I think it's you know solid. Um, I, I, I do actually agree there is maybe a bit too much text in there uh, at times, uh, and I am looking forward to an issue of Batgirl without all the green uh, Oracle coloring everywhere. Yeah, it's uh, gonna be nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to a different color scheme. But uh, no, it's been a fine arc. It was a fine issue to wrap it up with. So uh, the kiss, I mean, eh, but 
Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll see. Uh, so that'll take us on to Justice League Dark, issue 18, James Tynan the fourth, and Alvaro Martinez on the art. So take it away, guys. Yeah. Um, oh. Where to start? Teasing. Start with Diana so, stuff? Well, yeah, but just, they, are, they are teasing Eclipso so much here, it's palpable. Oh I'm, no! It's every issue. Like, is this the is this the moment? Yep. And and so I'm and I, I don't. And Eclipse is one of those characters. I don't know why I enjoy them so much. I just do. Like I can't point to any other stories. So I was like, oh yeah, Eclipse was awesome in this. Mm. I guess it's just the the, the idea. Idea, yeah. Yeah, I, I like that. But yeah, you can start with the Diana stuff. Of, yeah, because she's in still the, in the uh, the other world. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the upside down man, the upside down man showed up Uh, and she kind of has to make a deal with him. Yeah. Make a deal with the devil. And it is a very Faustian pact because, and what I like here is it's Tynan taking time through Diana's point of view to show that the other kind really isn't this otherworldly creation, right? They Mm -hmm. are monsters, but it's, it's the, the sense of balance here is that like Hecate's the goddess of magic and that basically the upside down man is just the corruption of the inverse of her yeah so whatever that means you know so to me that gives it a path of the upside down man not always being this grotesque monster you know that that's only out to release the the rest of the other kind because then when you think back to those that that one issue that we had where it's it's uh, Mandat telling all the stories. Oh, and, and he's there stalking them. Yeah, and that the you see what the other kind are, and it's basically just corruption of magic. Yeah, and it's so, interesting, you know, um, you know, upside down. Like, he wants he wants balance here. Yeah, yeah, because uh, he feels Hecate stole magic, which is very a Greek myth kind of deal, right? When you think about Prometheus and Pandora, and and yeah. now you throw in Hecate there. That Hecate, he feels, stole and unleashed something that wasn't hers yeah, on the world, and it changed it, and now it's all out of whack. Exactly, and, and that's the, the deal that, that they make here, is he'll give Diana th- her body back and let her yep. tap into all that magical potential that she's always had. Mm-hmm. And in return, she stops Cersei and, you know, and, right. and the others, and then will kind of realign magic to be more balanced so it isn't right. as chaotic as it is um right. if not if, if she fails diana has to stand aside and do nothing as as he you know eats all of magic alive right. uh, to if, if we can't have balance you don't get it at all basically all right and see now with the balance we see where where naboo came in right yeah or why naboo allied himself with the upside down man and the other kind yeah, um, to him that that is a a balance is much order. preferable, yeah. right? Um, but see, I, but no, see, I always feel with Naboo, it's it's only order, and you can have negativity in only order. And, sure, sure, you know, yeah. right? So, um, not necessarily he's a good guy. He just that fits his point of view better. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, the just those scenes with them in the other realm. He's so creepy, like it's very unnerving. Oh, and the big mouth, the um, like the the other ghost that's trapped in there with yeah, Diana. Witchfire. Witchfire, yes, thank you. That at the end, just to prove his point, he eats her ghost. Yeah, he eats her ghost, and it's it's, it's terrifying. 
Yep. And it's it's very Frighteners, where you have the ghost killing the other ghosts, you know? Yeah. Um, and that makes it even more unsettling, because they're like, wait, how do you kill a ghost? Well, if you're him, it's just as simple as, as Taking a slashing their the throat. <laughs> yeah, right? So, um, but yeah, no, it's... It's great. Yeah, and that's so great. And Back in the real world, we have the, the rest of the team fighting the, the Injustice oh. League Dark. Um, so a lot of great action going on here when they bring out the dragon. Yep. So I also love the, the zombie Grundy is basically trying to break through this door and losing pieces of himself as it's happening. Yeah, it's just like falling that, apart. Yeah, that cracked me up. And you got Clarion throwing shade at Cersei over it. Yeah. Um, which that just brought me back to Game of Thrones. Those two names, Clarion and Cersei, very much... Uh, Sure. Game of Thrones adjacent, right? So I can see uh, that. But yeah, that dragon. Give, give me that dragon's name again, because I uh, saw Tynan. Dracul Carfang. Right. Uh, that's a Carfang with a K. Yeah. And holy shit, it looks incredible. Yeah. Like it's um, it's a huge, massive dragon, and it's impressive as hell. Yeah. So this was the the dragon skeleton that we saw in in their portion of the Hall of Justice. Yeah, yeah, because you, um, you see, uh, you know, she puts the coin, you see the skeleton, she kind of brings it back to life. But it looks, yep. you know, huge it, it, with all of its you know, skin and stuff there. Yeah, so this this dragon was from the JLA, a League of One. All right. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to see what that was about, but it's not. I'm going to have to go back and find and read this now, though. Yeah. Because um, then it was written by... Uh, written and drawn by Christopher uh, Moeller. Um, and it just it looks like a fantasy story. I'm in. Mixed with it. Yeah. Anyways, um, that's where Tinian pulled this from. So that, that's pretty cool. You can just tell that he's doing his homework. But yeah, the dragon comes up and is is just ready to wreck. Uh, and then you, the just, you, know, you cut to, to Constant going, all right, yeah, th this is really quite bad, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And... You've got simple Bobo just... You know, making a mess, causing chaos. <sighs> tearing, tearing pieces into people, like yeah. Um, and and he's no help, you know. Um, yeah. Zatanna still just got a hole in her, her face at the minute, so she has to heal herself so that you know, yeah, back to normal. Which which I do love that um, Constantine gives her props for. Uh, yeah, that was quite the knife trick. But yeah, she's almost tempted by Eclipso here. Um, yeah, it's it's coming. And she just wonders what. Her father and Constantine had in mind, you know, to, to put the series into play. Um, and they look around and they're they're surrounded by magical objects. Yeah, they're, they're, they're in an armory of, of all these mm -hmm. confiscated things. And they're like, well, maybe we should just use them. And uh, so they, the Injustice League uh, Dark pops in and they're all uh, surrounded by that stuff. But Khalid... Uh, as they're fighting, yeah, he he's goes gone for to the, the helm. Yeah, and, and we're getting him back as Doctor Fate next issue, right? Which, is, uh, which I'm sure excited you. I instantly thought of you. Oh yeah, no, because I, I really love that little series that he had. I thought it was yes. criminally underrated, um, underread more likely. I think I think everyone yeah. who read it did really like it. Um, uh, so my my thing on this then is, can him and Kent exist, coexist? 
Um, I would say yes, because Kent is at a point now where he's not using Fate's magic. He's he's only using his own magic that he's magic. learned, which is okay. why he's a lot weaker right now. Um, okay. He he just has all the knowledge that he's learned over decades. Okay. Uh, whereas which I, Kelly, I like that because because now you can have both. Yeah. Um, you can have Khalid and and have that new Doctor Fate, but now you can have Kent Nelson, who's who's past that Doctor Fate. Yeah, he's shoot. still got power. He's not as strong as he would have been with no. with the helmet, but he's got right. his own power that he's learned over years. Because yeah, as we've established, even in this very book, other other people can learn to do magic. It's you know, it's not exclusive to only you know certain people. It's you can learn mm -hmm. it, and over the years, uh, Kent has learned these things right uh, from. From Naboo, mostly, but you know all the reading that he did in the tower and such. He's 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 got a yeah. pretty pretty big wealth of knowledge. And uh, so yeah, so that so that's where it ends. It looks like yeah, as we're talking about you know the upside down man bringing order to the chaos, and now you have Naboo, who's the you know last we saw was with the Lords of Order and yeah and whatnot. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a great issue. Still fun. Yeah, and the art uh, by uh, Bueno is really, really good. Like it, yeah. it fits the rest of the tone of the book. Yeah, so. the, the action's great. The colors are pretty fantastic. I'm not sure mm -hmm. who's on colors, but they're, they're, they're great work. And yeah, that dragon, when that showed up, and then you get like a double page spread of it showing up, you know, being reborn, and then the full page of it, you know, looking down uh, on Cersei. And it's, yeah, yeah, it's impressive. Pretty it's impressive. Yeah, and this. Yeah, so this dragon, it, I was gonna, I'm just going through it. There's that that page where they have uh, they're looking up beneath the Hall of Justice at the dragon being, you know, reborn. Yeah. Where Constantine goes, okay, it really is that bad, huh? Yeah. And just that page of reactions is, is real. They're cool. all like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a great issue. Um, I'll probably give it an 8.5. Oh, yeah, me too. 8.5. Um, it's basically the strongest book thus far, which I which shouldn't be surprised anymore because it's been consistently that strong. I feel, yeah, uh, and especially especially when it gets away from the intricacies of magic, when it's just allowing itself to be this fun horror infused book. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and that's, that's doing some great work. Well, I'm forward to his, his Batman next week. John, he's actually been tweeting over the last couple of hours a lot about mm -hmm. his Batman book. Uh, at yeah. the end, I might read out a couple of the highlights. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I saw that when I was looking through the hockey Twitter at the break, mm. um, and I saw he said something about uh, Clayface, and he someone. I so it was just a quick. I didn't read the full tweet. Yeah, leave it. But leave if he it. does anything like he did with Clayface in this new run, I'll oh, be quite happy. Yeah, leave this till the end because some people may skip this section if they're nope. not listening to or not reading uh, GL Dark. I do want to throw in here. I was laughing in the middle of that because I got an email notification about uh, a comment. Uh, so just want to hear the newest negative Dracula comment. Oh, uh, oh yes. yes, I do. All right. Uh, as soon as I finish writing this comment, I will close this channel and I will never see your broadcast again. Awful review. Thank you. Can't wait. Well, oh. bye. <laughs> People are so salty on this one. I'm doing my best Powers Booth impression. I don't get it. Like, <laughs> are are they just big Moffat fans? Are they are they they just really love Dracula? I like, don't know. That's happened with Sherlock as well. When we were really negative about the last season of Sherlock, we got a lot of nasty comments from people who disagree uh, but with there us. Was, I feel like there was a lot more people on our side in that case as well. There's still people on our side in this, but it's not 50-50. It's more two-thirds mm -hmm. against us, one-third for us. 
I um I saw from one of the comments what happened in the third episode, or at least just the the general premise. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I, yeah. I was like, oh boy, that went places. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, very very intrigued. But anyway, you know, if I had more time and wasn't behind on TV, uh-huh. I would watch this just to see. <laughs> Don't you've got other things to watch, but. <laughs> Yeah. More important things yeah. to watch. All right. Anyway, that'll take us on to Lois Lane, number seven. This is Greg Rucker writing, of course, with Mike Perkins on the art. And what I thought was interesting about this is that, you know, action comics actually tied into the Superman reveal. Uh, Lois hasn't done it yet because in this issue of Lois, no one knows quite because there's a lot in this issue of Renee. Uh, kind of like joking about you know Lois spending the night with Superman and like hey you're married blah 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 blah. Uh, so yep. in this book it's not been revealed yet. I assume it's going to happen soon because I feel like no, yep. I, I want Renee's reaction now because Renee was giving us such shit about it this issue yep. that I need Renee's reaction to Clark and well, Superman being fine. the same. Don't worry. And 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 mind you, while she's hitting on this new housekeeper that that cleaned up after lois after yes. the other lady who clearly killed um, the previous maid uh yeah uh, from this hotel right, so so with with you know how ruck is not afraid of politics and whatnot mm-hmm. and we had that early early in this run they were talking about you know the the real life stuff that's happening with the u.s border and the detainments that's where i thought it was going and and that you know her her housekeeper is got wrapped up in all of that and she, mm. she couldn't work there anymore i was definitely, and then there was that turn yeah i was definitely expecting the housekeeper to turn out to be someone uh, i was yeah. not expecting the face to come off scooby-doo style to reveal a skull yep. <laughs> no me neither that was um, um intense to, to the point where and, and, I, for a second i was like wait is this like bones and i was like no nah, yeah. this is someone else i think this is someone else so yeah and so Basically, what Renee tells Lois is that there there is a a price on her head, and that the the people that she went to investigate, she got evidence of, where she gave him the Batman treatment by hanging him out. And Lois gets all mad. She's like, "Well, no, this is not admissible. This isn't. I can't write a story on this because you got this evidence, you know, basically illegally by doing the Batman it, treatment. It's because it was coerced. And, and what can you do? Right." If you were a cop, you'd be fired. Like, you can't do this. Um, and we need to hold ourselves to a higher standard. And so I liked I liked all that. But then it comes to find out that, well, yeah, it might have been coerced, but it's true because when the, the, the housekeeper pulls off the face Scooby-Doo style, we see a, a conversation going through about the money being wired and that mm-hmm. there's another person there and that's going to up the price a little bit. Uh, a lot. Yeah, this, this yeah. seems. I mean, unless someone like sort of pulls, you know, this is a great pull from DC history. This yeah. seems to be a new character who's an assassin that's coming after Lois yep. by the looks of it. Yep. Uh, yeah, and, I wouldn't be surprised if it's almost being pulled, but yeah, it could be. It very well could yeah. be. I mean, there's a lot of comics um, to pull from. But what I really like is uh, just the irony here that Renee's, you know, quote unquote, watching her back, and she does technically yep. save her from a photographer who's trying to take a photo, and that's when Superman kind yeah, of runs into that, her. That was a fun sequence. That was a very fun sequence. But I love the irony that she actually flirted with the assassin instead of, you know, yep. <laughs> like noticing that something's fishy. She's like, "Hey, yep, yep. I, I get a drink around here," uh, and then Lois pulled her yep. up for it. Honestly, a lot of the banter uh, from like when she was out of the hotel and Renee like giving her shit for like being a yep. Superman, and, like, "Oh, it's none of my business," it's but her pretending to be horrified when she gets to the room yeah. it's like it's been clean yeah and yeah. then lois being furious yeah 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 really really fun stuff uh, that was a lot of the issue the opening scene was a little bit different no in fact i'll be honest i've because of the art i thought it was lois and uh, in, in disguise as a nun for a little bit yeah uh 
a very lowest yeah. looking face to me, but I mean, that's fine. <laughs> so, so there's definitely something going on here because that was Jessica Midnight. This is, this is the character that set me off on my checkmate read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, through that first book. Uh, she didn't kill herself. She did attempt though. Yeah. She's in so a convent. Yeah. She's in a convent right yep. now being looked after by nuns. Um, and, and she's, she's there because she, she knows Leviathan's coming after the spies. So now this means that checkmate is in disarray. Uh, because if, if she's on the outs and doesn't know who she can trust, uh, that, that means they're gone, uh, which is interesting, mm. um, especially with, with Rucka. I'm really intrigued so. to see where this is going because it feels so removed from everything else in the book right now. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm even surprised if this is Lois in disguise and it's just it's set for later down the line. Like We get to this point more. It could be. You know? Yeah. Uh, it, Unless it says the time at the start, because I know it has a location. Does it have a time? Oh, no, it doesn't. It just says doesn't. the Royal Wolverhampton, UK. Yeah. Uh, oh, she doesn't have purple eyes in the the art here. That's fair. With the nun. Yeah. Um, we in context, I suppose, if you really wanted to play yeah, that way. But I feel like if you wanted to let us know that this was Lois, you would have given her the purple eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I assumed it was Lois until it cut to like Lois and I'm like oh wait I guess that wasn't Lois then I guess that's someone else but yeah. uh, now, now I'm thinking about it though I mean it could be like a, a little setup where we'll if they really wanted it to be it could but I suspect it's probably not it's probably not it just she felt like her uh, at least to a point yeah. Uh, so yeah that was a solid issue I, I, I think the uh, uh, the relationship between Lois and Renee is really good uh, I you know I like that it, it kind of slowed down here and just dealt with uh, the information she's got, but just like I say, actually spending time doing all this banter and having like, uh, like because I'm actually excited. I'm actively excited about Renee finding out that Clark is Superman and when that's going to pop up, presumably soon. Uh, given that you know other books are starting to address mm-hmm. it, so uh, I mean, oh, Rucka uh, with Lois and Fraction with Jimmy have been working with Bendis to keep all the super books yep. kind of you know in line with each other. Yeah, uh, and now you you throw in um, Supergirl. Mm-hmm. with that too um i hope and that issue that's going to be coming out i feel that's where they'll all pay off at yeah i just uh, i i just really hope that it doesn't happen like between issues i really hope we get renee's live reaction to wait <laughs> like yeah. superman's clark damn it <laughs> that would be yeah. quite funny yeah yep. because it's funny because a lot of Lois's dialogue sounds really kind of mean if you didn't know that superman mm-hmm. was also clark which is like oh how i handle my marriage is my business like it, it sounds really well, cold to anyone who doesn't know that superman and clark are the same person yeah well and when you see that type of stuff like i don't know if you've had friends that you know you found out we're, we're double timing there mm. and others that's stuff that i've heard that's my business not not your business stay out of it and i was like all right someone's defensive you know, and so the fact that it comes off as defensive, um, I, I I quite enjoy. Good, like the, the, shocker, uh, Ruck is a great writer. Because there's no, uh, <laughs> this is the thing. If you think about the situation, there's no way, there's nothing that Lois could say that would mm. would play it off as somehow innocent, but also you know, yeah. like like it has to come off sounding defensive because there's no other way it right. would come off. Um. Well, I also love that. Renee doesn't seem that shocked either. Mm. Like if you're in this world, right, and we we know of Lois Lane, we know of Superman. Right, of course, they're hooking up, right? Like oh. she yeah. named him. Although like, I I did love uh, the morning after stuff with Clark, where he's like, you know, Renee's going to have a lot of questions. <laughs> Bad pun, honey. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. It was great um, puns. But yeah, no, I thought the art. This is the strongest the art's been. I think like it feels it's not as 
sketchy and as dark, and maybe that's just because of you know the setting. A lot of it is set in the daytime. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, the the art here. I'm trying to find the artist because I forget the name. Bergens. I do that every every month. Yeah, I think it's the strongest it's been. Um, even even just with the expressions of like Renee when I'm getting to that page. When she's flirting. Um, yeah, when she's flirting, she has the smile on her face. Yeah, it's yeah. Good. you know, it's just it's very clear. And then even Lois and her when she's arguing with Renee, and you can just feel the tension there about her marriage and stuff. It's all it's all there. Yeah, the yeah. colors are real nice. And I will say, I expected the, the twist essentially with the, the housekeeper, but I did not expect a face coming off to reveal a skull. So it, even though it did the obvious twist, it did it in such a visually spectacular way that I was really into it anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm trying to think of all the skull villains we have, you know. Well, we got never have too many skull villains. Atomic skull, we got bones, yeah. uh, I guess black mask kind of, but it's not really a skull uh, in no. the same way. But um, I count that. It looks skull Phosphorus, but... Yeah. The phosphorus clothes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this has got to be a new character. Yeah. Because uh, at first I thought, wait, was 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 bones like you know to pretend to be a woman? But no, I, I think that is just her body. Like she, she has. I a, think so. Yeah. It, it, um, it says next time the kiss of death, and I'm wondering if that's her name kisses it because there are the, the, oh, the yeah. lips on the on the forehead, like like a kiss. Yeah. Oh yeah, I wonder if she tries to seduce Renee they... and uh, you know takes her out poison ivy style. Mm. Not kills her, but you know, temporarily incapacitates. Yes. So. You know, or she tried, but can't get through the mask. That'd be cool. Mm. Well. Interesting. Anyway, what are you giving it, Matt? Oh, this is a eight point five. Connor, solid eight from me. Uh, I will give it a solid eight as well, and I am happy to finally give something an eight this week. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it was, didn't start off too strong. My first couple weren't, weren't that hot. Uh, so that'll take us on to Dial H for Hero number 10, at least Connor anyway. Uh, this is Sam Humphrey's writing and Joe Quinona's on the art. Yeah, this, this issue is spectacular. Um, it opens with explaining the link between the H-Dials and the multiverse by splitting everything into uh the multiverse on on the you know the phone dial thing so you have you know the 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 you have the the center with the house of heroes and then you've got you know the the ori of worlds and you know all the 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 standard 52 earth multiverse map that that you can picture um that the the one from multiversity and then around that you have the numbers on the phone that are for the extra extra layers so the you know um at, at the top you have like a dream and uh, you know, and limbo above it. Um, you have heaven, speed forces on there. Um, you've got uh, hell, apocalypse. Uh, so, so that's kind of where these other places kind of fit. It's why you know, why apocalypse always exists, sort of thing. Um, and then outside of that, you've got you know the the, the sphere of the gods and the pit. Uh, yeah, and that's like the opening of this is is you know the operator there going. So hang on a lot. I need you to pay attention because you know multiverse shit going on here. And it's look. I'm going to explain it with the with the telephone dial, and this is this is how it all works. And then we get them traveling through there. It's you know Miguel and Summer traveling through the multiverse is is the first part of the issue. You know we we see them just go to all sorts of various worlds. You know we see like a uh, you know, Batman Beyond. We see uh, see one where um, you know Batman and Superman are both you know, women. Uh, you know all sorts. Um, you know we see uh, the Earth Nine Superman there at one point. And 
I think that might, that might actually it might be the Earth Two suit man. I'm not, uh, I can't remember what Earth Nine's costume was like. Uh, so it might be the Earth Two. It might be yeah. Uh, it, it might be a uh, him. I can't remember his name. Damn it, that's going to annoy me. But anyway, they they reach their their target and it is Earth Thirty Two, which I don't know if we knew what Earth Thirty Two was before, but now it know? is it is this. Um, it is a world of mashups. Uh, you know. Um, and as far as far as the the citizens of Earth thirty two are concerned, every other Earth is actually you know them split apart, and and nothing is whole in the same way that they are. Uh, yep, no, that's that's what it was according to the Multiversity Guidebook. So at least okay. since so Multiversity, this is pretty that's consistent. Thirty two has been. Yep. So we we yeah, opened. Got... Uh... Just the characters. Oh, so oh, no, 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 Matt, you, you Mike. <laughs> yeah. I'll just you know we open in Gothamopolis mm -hmm. because of course we do, right? So so this you have you have Aqua Flash, you got yep. Bat Lantern, yep. Black Arrow, Lightspeed, um, and then you got Super Martian and Wonder Hawk. Yeah, some of these will show up. I'll talk about a few others that appear. What the hell's Lightspeed? Uh, I'm trying to think of what the, the combination is. Yeah, I'm not entirely certain to be honest with you. Oh, son of a... Uh, it's the Flash of Earth-32, Member of the Justice Titans, uh, Linda Park. Huh. Doesn't say where her combos are. That's annoying. But yeah, yeah so good. we get to Gothamopolis, and we have the Daily Arkham. And there's a bunch of, like, jokes as... Well, is, is it is it just a an Arkham newspaper? Is it is it owned by Arkham, or is it, you know, news for the asylum? Like, who knows? And then... um. Yeah, we, we we get interested to, to Super Martian, and there's a big fight scene with a bunch of heroes fighting the the Harlequinator. Um, it's a big giant Harley Quinn robot. But there's a bunch of like mashups on here. There's a, a Mr. Terrific crossed with Red Tornado, um, Doctor Fate crossed with Firestorm, Starfire crossed with Cyborg. Um, there's a Batgirl with Green Lantern, um, and very specifically Guy Gardner's Green Lantern. It, so it's Babs with the uh, she's got the the collar and, uh, from and um, they, they make oh? a thing about that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Matt's interested. Um, but they uh, on this one they're the Young Justice International at the minute, and um, yeah, Miguel and some make a few jokes about it. Uh, Disco Troy because yeah, um, Bat Gardner, Doctor Fate Storm, Starborg. Um, yeah, there's a few little just all, all these little jokes and it's it's a blast. And then they uh, they're getting told by a uh, super martian what they have to do, you know. And you got to, you know, oh, we, you know, we've been waiting. The operator told us, you know, you, that you'd show up at some point. And they're introduced to Lobo Kick You, which, of course, uh, if you remember, Summer earlier in the book when she used the dial, transformed into Lolo Kick You and was a Lobo knockoff. On this world, she is literally just the Lobo, um, to, you know, complete with throwing out all the the best dishes you could ask for. Um, yeah, so they they go and find Miguel on this world, and it is Miguel the Street. Uh, so that yeah, he, so on this world, Miguel is is Danny the Street, and um, he has been entrusted with holding the uh, the the Y dial, the yellow one, um, because it was you know it's it's this really safe place because he can just teleport around and you know no one's going to find him if if they don't want to. Um, but only our Miguel can unlock the vault. To get the vial because it's a code specified to you know uh, like something that happened to him um, 
and questions like, you know, why did you puke in front of the, the, the class in second grade? And the answer, which Pete will appreciate, was mayo. Um, I, know, I, know, I know Pete hates mayo. Um, but so they, they get the, the Y dial and then they have to debate, well, maybe we should use it and, and help this world. Because that's a big thing at the start of this issue for Miguel is they're just jumping through all this multiverse to get to where the operator told them to go. And they're not stopping and helping anyone along the way when they've, they've got a dial. They could be turning into their heroes, you know, Super Miguel and and, and Lolo Kikyu and, and helping and making a difference. Um, now he's got this dial he wants to. Um, uh, but, you know, uh, Summer's warning him, he, he, you can't do this because, you know, we got told, you know, if you dial that, um, you know, the the, uh, the Thunderbolt, Mr. Thunderbolt will find you. And um, he shows up anyway. Mr. Thunderbolt's here. And and uh, Lobo Kikyu uh, reveals to them that uh, that Robbie Reed is also Mr. Thunderbolt as, as well as uh, the operator. And it was the uh he, he was split in two like you you know like like everything on this world um and you know it was all the the evil side of him essentially and all the good side and it does this cool thing where you know you can it has both of them side by side doing a speech and you can like physically fold the page over so that the two images combine um just you know cool, cool, cool little gimmicky stuff that this book's been kind of doing um but miguel feels utterly betrayed by the fact that um, the operator never told him about this, and and he's like, well, how can we trust anything he says now? And you know, uh, lying by omission is still lying. So he goes with Mister Thunderbolt, and he takes the the Y dial with him. And, uh, and so we we close the issue. You know, Summer just uh, it, it, she goes off back, and she, she's going to uh, go back with uh, the operator, and you know, and, and get back to him and figure out a new plan. But Miguel is uh, is with Thunderbolt. And he's like, right, okay, well, we need to, we need to visit Apocalypse because that's where the 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 last dial is. And and he's like, well, we're gonna need an army. Miguel's like, what, an, an army? And he's like, you know, you, Super Miguel, if you if you wish to be powerful, you know, magnificent, you have to save, uh, save the, uh, you know, save all this. You're gonna have to dial. So he uses the yellow dial, and obviously we know already he was Super Miguel. You know, he was a Superman knockoff, and the Y dial splits you. So we end the final final page is a reveal of the army of it's a reign of the super Miguel's and it's you know that that cover with you know so you've got you know a, a superboy a, a cyborg superman uh, an eradicator a steel he's split into all of these and it's so it's all these super Miguel's going to take on apocalypse is the next issue and it's so delightful when it does this it's you know this this fantastic okay you know all these things that you recognize that were, were twisting that still work in the story because of the the connection with superman that this book has and um and the art is just fantastic throughout and uh, this is possibly my favorite issue of the book yet or it's up there with like one of the you know like five six that 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 great period where it's consistently very funny all these meta jokes um, but it's still got a lot, a lot of heart to it, and the character stuff between the two of them is is great. And you know, it, it is this this tragedy that that Miguel is kind of fallen to the dark side, but not realised it yet. Um, and we're getting all that '90s angst out in full. Um, but yeah, no, this is a a fantastic issue. It's a it's a, it's a nine. Well, okay, there you go. Very positive. Yeah. Well, I'll take us on to our final book of the week, which is Joker Harley Criminal Sanity Issue 2. Cami Garcia writing with Mike Mayhew and uh, Miko Suyan on art. 
with Jason Badawa, as we learned earlier. Yes, yes, true. Uh, but I imagine this is a transition of him leaving the book, <laughs> this issue. Uh, uh, so yeah if you remember correctly there's a serial killer on the list doing some proper messed up uh you know seven-esque butchering so i got caught up on this this week oh, sure. i went back and read the first one because i didn't have time last time um and it, it helps that it's shorter right it's it's like a, a typical length book it's a, few, um, it's a few more pages longer but yeah it's not yeah it's not super it's long simple. uh and, and yeah it is it is seven but with with harley um and I can't say that I don't like it. So <laughs> I, I got to the end of that issue. And then with this one, um, and yeah, seven, seven indeed. Cause when you see this, this new art installation of a body, um, and it looks like the Salvador Dali clocks, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then they, they start looking and the, the, the head wasn't, uh, removed because the spinal column's still intact. Yeah, it was crushed. And I read that, yeah, <laughs> and it made me shiver. Just yes. like... And, and, and all these, just, these candles yeah. melting the body fat. Yeah, Ugh, also, yeah. That's I, terrible. the time, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think the time here... Well, I was going by the arms of the person. If it's the arms of the person, it's quarter to three. But there's an argument to say that there's lines inside the clock that's saying that it's actually... Half twelve. Uh, Let half, me look. Well, it depends. It's actually kind of hard to tell which hand's yeah, supposed to be the is, other hand. Is it half twelve or is it five past six? It's hard to tell because the, the hands look just as long as each, each other, to be honest. Yeah. It was at first glance that the, that one seemed longer, but I could be wrong. Yeah, the time may not be ultimately that important beyond just a detail that they use later to solve something, but uh, I thought I'd mention it. Uh, so, yeah, she's at the crime scene, which is where we left the first issue off. Uh, again, we have flashbacks to the origins, presumably, of the Joker. Uh, this this mm-hmm. asshole makes kid. Uh, he's this abusive father. This make and we see this kid going through the turmoil. Uh, we also got a flashback of Harley at one point, which I did think was weird. Was in color in the other art because later on in the book there seems to be some stuff that seems like it might be present day with Joker, and it's in color. It's in the color art, and it felt weird to me that if you're going to use the color to sort of signify the Joker parts of the story, it felt weird to then have backstory with Harley. Because when I read the Harley flashback, I thought, okay, it's the flashback art style, as opposed to... But then later on, there was some Joker stuff, and I'm not entirely sure when that's set. And I'm like, if that's more or less present yeah, day... Yeah, I think that's I, the point, though. I assumed it wasn't present day because yeah. of that. It's definitely sooner or, or nearer, right? It's definitely much further along the timeline. Why? Of of the Joker? Of the Joker? I mean, sure, but but comparatively, but it could still be well, there's years a, there's, ago. Well, no, there's a thing yeah. on the TV though that implies it's the same time. There's a, there's a, uh, the thing that's on the TV in the background with him is the same thing that Harley was watching on TV in the previous page. Uh, I see. Yeah, but I think also that that is that they're they both have it on QVC. Is, yeah, is I think the point. Because that's just what's on that late. But if you look at Joker's hair here compared to the black and white pictures, mm-hmm. it's the black and white pictures are further along. Okay, sure. Um, the t- just the TV told me it was present day, but I mean, no, I get that. But I read yeah. that that this is a flashback, and that's maybe the... it's a joke on how QVC never changes. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so Harley's looking at the case. She's talking to Cray and asking about Zaz, all these other things. We get more. Oh, that was of the... a good, good scene uh, about good Zaz. Yeah. Uh, like he's, if, if no Zaz can never be released. Like yeah, he's too that's dangerous. what I loved. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, we see, I actually, you know what, I kind of love the dad, like, obviously, when I say love, I mean in terms of just how it looks, but the dad punching, like, the kid with the mask on, and it leaves the, 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 the break in the mask. I actually really like that, that panel. Yeah. Uh, and then the kid just still goes out and does Halloween like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, it looks like the, the person he goes to puts him in the hospital and says, hey, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, I have to, you know, treat this. I um, mean, yeah, pretty understandably. Yeah. Because they're a decent human being. Uh, so, and then from there, you know, we get the, the, the autopsy stuff. Uh, Harley's at the morgue um, asking questions. <laughs> and the the woman, the, the you know, the, the, the coroner's more interested in get, going for lunch uh, at the Chinese place. Oh God, that's... And then, Harley, I don't eat Chinese because that's what happened in the last one mm. with her roommate. Um, but yeah. Um, which This is such a trope on, on murder shows, I know, because my wife watches a lot of them. Yeah. The coroner's really peppy and upbeat and just... Yeah, they're not just that, and they're... It's just their job, so it's like me... You know, going over stuff at, at work and be like, "Oh, what are we having for lunch?" I, yeah, it I, just I, involves dissecting dead bodies. I, I can't. I can't remember what movie this is from. Someone in the comments maybe like help me, but there's definitely a movie where a coroner like is eating a sandwich and he places it on the mm-hmm. body like mid scene yeah. and picks it yeah, back yeah. up. And, and this is such a trope at this point that yeah. part of me want to be irritated, but the other part is like, was like, well, no, it's also Gotham. Gotham's <laughs> a lot of after people. I, I believe it. I believe oh, so that they get so just it, uh, it becomes so mundane and, and yeah. every day that yeah sure I'll I'll, I'll talk about lunch. So yeah. ta- talking about the black and white art and the color art, like what's our take there on the fact that the next thing we get is a, a younger Joker presumably, which is mostly in black and white, but there is color on his face, you know, for the uh, the makeup and the hair. Yeah, I was actually unsure as to which artist this was, because um, it's uh, in the sense of out of the three. Um, obviously, yeah. I, did, I didn't think it was the the standard. Um, flashback eyes it's mm-hmm. too clean but i was wondering is this the one that you know that we're transitioning to mm, maybe or is it like, the so, idea that a bit closer to the other style but still with the color elements as yeah well? if, if so it's fantastic like this scene is just moody yeah and, and yeah. i can hear the music even though there is none uh, of that the, the single the, shot the of him yeah. yeah, I, I, right. why I loved it because what I think I really like about the art here, uh, and I've liked because the art is you know, there's, there's some criticisms to have if you think it's too sort of trace looking and some of the, the colored stuff, yeah. especially, but uh, uh, realistic to a yeah. to a uncanny value, yeah. But one yeah. of the things that I do love is the texture of material, and I actually love the close up of when his hand with the leather glove is going to pick up the knife. Like, I think yep. there's just so much yeah. mood in just those two little panels of him it's going the for that way knife. The, the light comes off it, and yeah, the, the, the way it kind of shines on the leather glove, yeah. Yep. It just looks really good. Uh, so I really like that. And we have uh, Harley and her brother. Uh, you know, her brother shows up yep. and wants her to come and visit her dying mother. And she's like, nope. Uh, which leads to the flashback of her mother being this controlling, uh, yep. you know, crazy person, essentially. Yeah, wouldn't let her wear all the makeup. Yeah. Yep. It's funny because as much as still it's too late, like at some points, that, that panel of Harley looking over her shoulder in the flashback saying, mm-hmm. I'll take it off, that does look really good. I think it- up until I see the ear. Sure. When I get to the ear, it bugs me. Yeah. Okay, all right, I can see it. No, you have it. But it also reminded me of stuff from, like, Hill House, too, because there's that mm. moody horror yeah. aspect I'm so, to it as well. I'm so up and down on this art, because there are panels that I think are fantastic, like, which, you know, when, when she's actually doing, you know, the, the scrubbing and, and, you know, and mm-hmm. above it, I think, you know, minus the ear, and that's great. But then you've got, the at the start of that page, her looking in the mirror, and obviously it's super photorealistic of her in the mirror, and then you've just got this cartoony silhouette 
yeah. uh, in the doorway mm. and it just it looks so weird mm-hmm. yeah uh, and then there's some more flashbacks of uh what's the kid's name i keep, I keep forgetting the kid's name it's uh john is it John? Okay, John Kelly. Yeah. Uh, John Kelly, yeah. yeah. Um, so, let me double check he, So he's at high school, and basically this, this you know, jock yeah, guy John. sort of, like, you know, says, you know, you see me walking here as he bumps into your shoulder, sort of, intentionally. And we get... I actually love that last panel. It's, it's actually a little bit cliche, but it just has this evil skull of, like, I'm going to get him back. Uh, yeah. I kinda, I'm kind of into it. So he actually goes uh, to, the you know, the, the library, guesses his password to get his, like, his photo accounts, and finds some stuff of him and a guy who are dressed up in bras and kissing each other and sends it to all of like uh, everybody everybody in school basically yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, then he bumps into him as he's like going on the steps and says what can you see me walking here uh, so it shows you how petty he is <laughs> how, how yeah. vindictive yeah. let be. me just tell you the flaw in this mm-hmm. i work at a school um that internet is so blocked off you can't get to social media oh sure yeah and that, so well this is why uh, <laughs> this yes. is exactly why yeah. exactly so just just that not that it's a big thing it doesn't impact the story in any way but i go i can't even like to, to be fair to be fair to Matt, be fair i think it, it was doing it looked to me like he was doing it on like a, a find my phone sort of thing because he logged into his mm. phone account because uh, yeah. he sends it to well, all I, his contacts rather than any actual yeah, yeah, to but, be fair though matt just to to make a yeah. point here is that this is a flashback to when he's a teenager so this would be in the earlier days of internet in schools as opposed to now yeah, my school always had it to be fair yeah, i mean so mine had some blocks but i don't i don't think yeah, it blocked no. social media because social media didn't really exist yet oh, uh, oh no yeah, 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 yeah. mine had but, i don't mine had myspace blocked i'll tell you that yeah yeah, yeah. mine i, I don't remember well, ours ours had certain things blocked like Weirdly, ESPN was blocked. I remember school. YouTube so, wasn't blocked because I remember watching a lot of YouTube yeah. uh, in my last year of high school. So uh, YouTube mm-hmm. was definitely not blocked at the time. Yeah, no, YouTube oh. wasn't blocked because the teachers used it. <laughs> right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, no. So, anyways, I just I saw that, and even if this is just like a, a photo share site, something that probably would have been blocked at a school. Not that's just I, I, I mean. I'm willing to forgive uh, on just just for convenience for the story and also i'll buy that gotham high is shitty enough not to have the blocks in place like, like i said for me this played like logging into your your google account right mm. so um which wouldn't be blocked because that's your emails yeah um, and you know in, in the same way that all your pictures are just backed up onto your account if you take if you've if you got an android phone you can back mm. up all your pictures in your account. And, and the fact that it's sent to his contacts not just you know that it wasn't a school address list it was the phone contacts that's why I assume it was like a like a Google account that he was logged into. Yeah, so we actually continue the flashbacks there. Same age, he's at home, he's shaving, and his dad demands to get in the bathroom and then makes basically mocks him for using like a, a you know, like a proper traditional razor. He's like, No, you should use a straight edge, like an old school man kind of thing. Uh and because he barely talks back to him, he has his friends hold him down and holds the blade to his neck. Uh and then he, we see him stumble into the hospital. Uh yeah, I, I, you know, it's almost shocking that this kid's not been taken from him and putting customer, mm-hmm. you know, not customer, sorry, child services, uh, customer services, first <laughs> <laughs> kid customer services. Especially after like earlier on, we saw, we saw the bit of the dad break his arm and then he's yeah. in the hospital. Yeah. I mean, this is just, I guess, showing how bad the system is in Gotham. Yep, they, they, exactly. They just can't, t- you know, take the kid away from his dad, even though his dad's oh, clearly not healthy for him. So I just looked up that, that the tattoo on that dude's head it's a straight up prison tattoo. Of course it is. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm not surprised. That makes no. sense. Yeah. Yeah. 
because uh, it looks like the same diamond on the TV because because we're at those pages yeah. now where Harley's got the TV on mm-hmm. and then we go to the Joker like you know yeah. prepping something and it's, it looks like the same diamond that's on the screen. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so this is a shorter hair Joker. Although I do like the make the makeup is very Heath Ledger. It's very much the darker eyes, the the, the bigger smile. Yeah. So so when you see him here, I feel this is the vibe that Air wanted out of out of Jared Leto's Joker. Oh sure. Not not meth dealer with a million juggalo but here's tattoos. The, here's the thing, Matt. I never thought of Jared Leto's Joker during this because this didn't make me want to vomit. So no. Looking back on it now, though, I'm like, this is probably what he was going for, you know. Uh, but because I, I get where you get Heath Ledger and stuff from, but I also, you know, see it's, the it's, modern. It's, no, I, I, I don't feel that Heath, in terms of outside of the visual, I don't feel it's that Heath Ledger. And, you no, know, no, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying just purely the makeup is very Heath Ledger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get yeah. where you're coming from on that, too. But, um, but yeah, no, I just, I get this is the kind of dangerous vibe, like. It's you a know. lot more personal, petty psychopath versus. Oh yeah, yeah. because this is definitely. I mean, hell, we we're talking about this being seven. This is definitely serial killer Joker, as opposed to mm-hmm. I want to show the city that chaos reigns, Joker. You know, it's right. very different. But uh, but that's the whole concept of this book is that Harley's a criminal psychologist and Joker's a right. serial killer. That's the premise of this. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> hey, so different. If if the DC streaming service wants to do something cool, adapt this. And, ah, into like a so, as far as TV shows goes, that's that thing's as good as dead. As far as I'm concerned, at this point. <laughs> yeah, but like, let, let's take take chances this way. HBO Max, you know? if you want to do this, We're fine. Yeah, that, that's why I said the DC streaming service. Whatever one, it's going to be. If it's got Joker's stuff, a name to it attached to it, it's going to be yeah, HBO Max. Yeah. Okay. That, that that dollar. Yeah. The, the, let's do that. Let's do this. Um. This has some weight to it. This would make a fun miniseries, actually. It would. Yeah. It genuinely would. Just you on, know. on that note, um, what's his name who directed uh, Joker? Claiming that the, the Batman connection had nothing to do <laughs> with it, you know, you know, make, you know, making a billion. <laughs> yes, it did, mate. I mean, for the record, well, I watched Joker right. this week, so I've now seen yeah. it. And I feel like you, you had the exact same opinion as me and Matt did. Pretty mm. much. I will say anything involving the name Wayne, I freaking hated with every fiber of my being. Mm-hmm. I don't even care that what they tease isn't real, and they obviously it, it turns out not to be the case in the movie. I even the fact that they were that connected in the first place pisses me off. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's the idea that you know you can take that exact movie, you know, change the makeup so it's not just you know a Joker, right? Yeah. And change it so you know it's not Gotham and it's not the Waynes, and do literally nothing else to it. It. it Maybe make it fades away. Million. Yeah, yeah, it fades away. We don't talk about it. Uh, it's like, yeah, it's because yeah. it's Joker. That is the only reason why it made yeah. money. And, and it's, exactly. it's a fine movie. So and, I, and actually, I'm going to. So spoilers, Joe. It's been out enough now. It's been out yeah. long enough. I'm going to say spoiler warning here, here so I can say something, right? So I, one of the things I hate about Tim Burton's Batman is that it gives us the Joker killed the Wayne parents, right? I hate that that change, right? This movie somehow makes it worse by... Okay, Joker's not the one who pulls the trigger, but Joker inspires a political movement that leads to their death. Did you see... Um, I don't know if you saw Kevin Smith was talking about how uh, he, he he's aware of what the real ending was originally supposed to be. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where, you know, it, you know, at the very end, you know, so, you know, the, the clown shoots the, the, the Waynes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He also shoots the kid. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If... If that had the way that it went, and like this is now a world that, that Gotham was so a Batman. exactly because it is so far gone, 
it makes me like it maybe a half point more. It still is not like my, my, it's still what? super shallow. But at least it's yeah. more bold. It's definitely right? shallow. Like, it's, it's not as it's not as yeah. deep as it thinks it is. That's my, the biggest problem. It's it's fine. It's enjoyable yeah. enough. It's just yeah. it's just not got any substance to back up what it thinks. I, it does. Honestly, like I mean, if it was if if it, if it did have the substance, I wouldn't complain in this way. But I think because it is shallow, it, it actually kind of bugs me that he doesn't become more Joker esque by the end. Like you know, because obviously this was always like going to be this new take on Joker. But I genuinely thought as I was watching it though, oh maybe by the end he will feel more like the Joker. You know, there'll be something that f- feels a bit more. Yeah, like, I get, yeah. I mean, instead Todd Phillips turned him into a Christ figure. But it, yeah, and, and but it never did. Like even even when it got to the ramped up to the ending, and he's like got the crowds around him, and he's inspired this movement. I never really felt like he became the Joker, Joker, if that makes sense. And not yeah. that I expected it to be exactly like the comic book or exactly like any other movie version. Just yeah. I expected it to veer like more towards the idea of now he is now he does kind of stand for something, or he's an agent of chaos, or whatever, like or stand for nothing, maybe more accurate. But you know what I mean, like. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just kind of felt like. I, yeah, I don't think I hate that it doesn't because I don't, mm. I don't, I don't, I don't have enough passion about that movie to hate anything. Sure. Uh, I just, or love anything. Yeah. It's just I, it's fine. My my big thing is that obviously I I just don't think it should be an origin story. I think that's fundamentally from the start is it, it's it's problem. Like I I have said in the past that you can do a Joker standalone movie and treat it like a horror movie. Have Joker be the villain. Have him be this dangerous enemy. And just have don't have a Batman to save oh. anyone. It's civilians dealing with a Joker, and that could be kind mm-hmm. of interesting. And there's there's moments in the movie that are kind of veering into that, but it doesn't ever really no, go full fledged. No, I, say, like, I don't hate. I just don't claim that it, it's its connection to yeah. Batman had well, nothing to do with its success. <laughs> bloody did. I also love that Scorsese going. Yeah, I saw it, or I didn't see it. I heard about it. I've made that movie. That was basically his survivors. <laughs> Like, you know, this is just Taxi Driver. I'm not going to waste my time. Yeah, and for the record, you know? this is nothing on Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver is oh, infinitely better. Yeah. Like, because it has driver. substance. Yes. I feel sympathy for Travis Bickle. You look at him, you're like, this poor guy, right? Like, he just, he can't get anything straight. When it comes to Joaquin Phoenix character, Arthur... He's too, he's too unhinged from the start. There's nothing to get not sympathetic even with. I just, I don't even feel, I feel pity for him. And it's not sympathy. It's not like... It's just like, dude, come on. Yeah, it's just all of it. It's just like you say, you know, Phillips watched Taxi Driver and went, I can do that. And uh-huh. he really can't. No, you, no, th- no you there's a moment early on where he's he's at his boss's office and his boss is just like complaining that he, like, he has to give a sign back or pay for a sign that yeah. was broken, right? And But it does this thing where it slowly tracks into his face with dramatic music and I thought, we're not at that point yet, movie. Slow down. Yeah. Like, we're not there yet. <laughs> You've not made me care about this well, enough yet to do this, this show. What drives me nuts more about this is not the movie itself, because, like, Connor, it's, a, it's it's fine. It's the fact that I know people that think it's so deep, and it's like, no, it's it's not. Just because you're projecting yourself there because you want to project, like, oh, yeah, this the world turns people crazy. No, and even that's not even what the point of the movie is. He's he's already at that point. All the names. None of us are angry about anything in that movie. Not really. No. We, we wouldn't think it's a good movie necessarily. With it. No. but like you know, people saying he's really angry when when all the Wayne stuff happens. Mm-hmm. But you know, you just change the names and but ex- and well, yeah, I mean, I, angry from an adult. Pete said on Twitter. Yeah, he said that was Thomas Bain. The movie doesn't doesn't yeah. work the same. 
Yeah. Right. Well, I just I, I hate the the. This is more of a prequel problem than an adaptation problem. Actually, it's that we have to connect it to things that it shouldn't be connected to, and that yeah. bugs me immensely. Uh, I I don't like the idea of like you know like the killer of the Wayne shouldn't have a move, but that, that's a larger you know adaptation. Oh, I, I, me and Matt saw this last week. Where I I wanted to know that Joe Chill exists. Just, yeah. Just yeah we, we talked about that. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd prefer not known as well. I don't necessarily mind Joe Chill existing; he's such a staple at this point. But at the same time, yeah, it should be a, a faceless nobody, you know. But yeah. and, and you can, and that's fine. That, that's where you can tweak Batman's origin, right? There's there. It's not. Do they work with the Falcones? Do they not? Like I just, you know, it's j- it's fine. Giving Joker this much of an origin just like kind of bugs me. I, I love the idea of it being multiple choice. Like that, that's one mm-hmm. of the things I do love. Like I almost wish that there you you could do like two or three more killing jokes and everyone has a different origin and that's kind of the point, mm-hmm. right? That, I, that... I would respect it a lot more if, if they made another Joker. You no, know, uh, and just do this is another oh. origin story, right? <laughs> and, and just make was... like five of them. Yeah, that was always the the thing with. Uh... When they had a bunch of them in development, like Leo was tied to one, and you know, uh, and then yeah. you had this one, and then there was another one. I was like, cool. Also, give us multiple. This is the uh, the Smallville problem again to an extent, but like, by the time this Bruce Wayne in this movie becomes Batman, Walking Phoenix is going to be like 65, 70. <laughs> like he's so like, I I don't mind Joker being older than Batman, like well, whatever. But like, this is such a age difference that by the time Batman's yeah. fully functional, like this Joker's going to be decrepit. <laughs> well, and that's that's why I've seen defenders say, "Well, this is the guy that like our Joker, for for lack of a better term, is in that crowd of, of people, you know, and, and something uh, that happens. Someone who gets inspired by the crowd rather than actually being Phoenix himself. Him. Uh, right. Also, can we laugh that the the, the his initials, you know, his name is A Fleck. Like <laughs> okay, that's, like, just, that's, that's amusing. Anyways, I just, yeah. I, I don't even think I like that because I don't like the idea that Joker's inspired by someone. Like, Joker shouldn't be inspired. Funny, to be yeah. No, no, I bet if you could make that argument, if you want to make this a world where I still think if you make it more bold and you have him kill the Thomas Wayne character, or not Thomas Wayne, uh, Bruce Wayne, like, um, then, uh, then, Sure. I think I, my my hope after the first trailer is this was going to be like a Henry portrait of a serial killer with Joker, yep. and unfortunately it just doesn't have the the bait to actually really pull that off. No, that's the thing; it, it wants to be Taxi Driver, and it could have just been Taxi Driver, and I'd have enjoyed that if it was able to understand why Taxi Driver is good. Yeah, like I say, it's it's a very it's it's a film student's take on Taxi Driver. <laughs> that's kind of what it is. Yeah, and, and like the original point, the breath is all up. Todd Phillips, no, it, it's Batman. Has everything to do with it. Yes. Come on. Yes. Joke, it, it might have been successful enough to, because it, it, you know, it would have had a very low budget. You know, and, you know, it probably would have been, yeah, yeah, you'd have made your budget, it'd be fine. You know, it'd be yeah. successful enough. But, but it, I don't. It would have gotten a theatrical run. This would have been something that was sold to Netflix or Amazon. You know what I mean? It might, it might like, have got a mid, theatrical run. Possibly. Yeah, that's what I mean. Mid tier, yeah. you know, like that. But mm. still, give give me the Pete idea of a of a Joker horror movie. Where you don't even see him that much. He's just he's a force. He's yeah, ethereal. On, they, honestly, they, it was uh, it was split that inspired that idea for me. It was like, okay, this is how yeah. you do a villain movie in a comic book world. You just do it with a villain on their own, and the humans have to deal with it on their own. And he's terrifying because of that. Like, yeah. you know, that's yeah. what you do. So, yeah. But anyways, uh, uh, Criminal Sanity. Nice. Where are we? Perfect HBO. Yes. 
Sorry. A perfect yes. HBO so, miniseries to, with how they're handling this. Yeah, to where we were, uh, they, right they, the end. they arrested uh, this this homeless guy from the park who killed someone in the park, and Harley's like, this is not our killer. I mean, he killed some someone, but he, this is not our serial so, killer. Yeah, he's, he's covered in blood. He yeah. did something, but this isn't the one we're looking for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the final uh, scene, which is in full color uh, with the Joker, uh, youngish looking, but still, you know, Jokerified, is him stalking a woman in the park uh and says i'm sorry that you know what does he say sorry to keep, sorry you, to waiting. keep you waiting yeah had to be sure so this implies uh, either it's crazy speak or this target is someone specific that maybe he knew when he was younger but uh, yeah. we end with her tied in a chair you know mouth is taped and he's got a blade in his hand and he says i can tell you this isn't going to hurt but that would be a lie uh, I will say my my one complaint or my biggest complaint of the first issue was the cliffhanger felt really weird like it wasn't a cliffhanger like I, I thought I had a missing page or something at the end yeah uh, this yeah, is more of a cl- this feels like a cliffhanger <laughs> so <Yeah>. fair enough <laughs> uh, so yes uh, that was a solid issue if anything I, I maybe I liked it more than the first one uh, yeah it's yeah. really good um, yeah, it's... it's it benefits from being so different that you're not questioning what it's doing and why it oh, exists. Sure, it's yeah. just it's so different it's, well, it's this completely different take you go sure why not well this is the and, thing and, if, if let's say the joker movie said no it's like i'm doing an elseworld where my take is it's the joker but this like right. but it's not different enough in that sense to actually make it something else it's just you yeah. know uh this, this is almost david fincher's joker harley uh, yeah you know? it kind yeah. of is <laughs> like, so and, and i love David Fincher. So sure. Um, uh, to to me, this is like uh, like uh, akin to Gotham by Gaslight, which is Batman but in the Victorian England setting, right? right? This yeah, is right. Joker and Harley, but in a, a David Fincher movie. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the hell because, out of that movie. Yeah. Yeah, because I, and and you know, not to beat the David Fincher horse, but and it's not just Seven, but I'm getting kind of uh, like Zodiac vibes. Oh yeah, but of, a, of the mundane, you know, mundane. You, you can even go as far as going into Mindhunter with the Harley yeah. side yeah. of things. Yeah, the, the, the first issue had that whole two pages where she was talking about different serial killers. Yeah. That was very uh-huh. Mindhunter, the way yeah. it was bringing all that yeah. stuff up. Um, which I did feel kind of slowed the book down, which I to feel like a textbook. This didn't have any of that, uh, as far as it goes. Yeah. Um, they could have spread that out. have to set the tone. Joe, Joe, what, yeah. they could, what they could have done with that is they could have devoted like one page per issue to a different serial killer. It's almost like a case cool. file in each issue. They yeah. could have done something mm. with that. Also... I've listened to a lot of true crime stuff on my own and then dealing with my wife's love of, of all of that. I was familiar with each of those serial killers and it makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> like, they got to Ed Guide and the... Which I also shouldn't have read these before bed this week because then it gave me messed up dreams. Um, yeah, that was a bad idea. Uh, which I don't know how, like, Pete and, and, uh, and, and Tim watch so many horror movies and then go to sleep. My brain doesn't work like that. Anyways, they got to Ed Guide and the nipple belt and I was like... <laughs> I forgot about that. Thanks, criminal <laughs> sanity. <laughs> Reminding me. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but no, this this issue definitely was an improvement uh, of that. But I still, I love the vibe of it. It has that gritty, that grittiness to it. Like, uh, not not gritty in that like true, like this is how life really is. But it's closer than some of the other comic books, mm. right? Like, yeah, um, you know, I really like the black and white art, and then the colored art is good in places obviously sometimes feels a bit off but like it definitely has a style and i'm definitely into it overall is what it's for what it's creating in terms of its feel uh so yeah black label uh doing quite well <laughs> it's just doing just fine matt what are you rating chronal sanity issue to i mean it was an eight not you know it's it's very very good 
Sure. Uh, Connor? Slightly higher. I'm going to go with an 8.5. I haven't agreed with Carr too much this week, but I'm also going to go with an 8.5. Yeah. It's not quite at that amazing level of the 9, but I do think it's uh, hefty into the great territory. Uh, yeah. And I'm happy to give it that. So uh, so there you go. Uh, so that brings us to the part of the show where we pick our favourite stuff of the week. We do our favourite panel slash moment, favourite cover, favourite art, and top five. Uh, and I only read five books, so I guess everything's making it, which is a shame because two of them, well, one of them definitely really sucked. did deserve it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but I, I don't do Connor's bullshit thing where he tries to weasel out of it. I will rank them in order uh, and let it speak for the week. Not top five anymore at that point. It's a, it's a top couple, and then oh, I guess these were there. Too. No, I, I will let it speak to the quality of the week as a whole. Uh, as to what, what the quality. More to it is them not being there. There wasn't even that many good books. Ah, shut up. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, start off with panel slash moment. Matt, what are you going with? So I was looking back over Lois, and I don't know if there's a really great moment. So I'm going to pull it from, from Justice League Dark, and it's when Constantine is like, oh, now, now it's, you know, real trouble. And you get the the, the dragon and the smoke thing. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty good moment. That was good. All right, Connor? Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, the reign of the Super Miguels, because it is a complete, like, classic cover, complete with the box uh, for, from the end of Dial H Hero. Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I think I will go from Lois Lane. I'm just going to take the ending. I'm going to take the skull uh, face peel reveal. It's pretty good. Uh, super mm-hmm. fun uh, and unexpected, so I'm into that. Uh, best cover of the week, Matt. What you got? Um, so mine, I was looking through. I have it narrowed down. It's either the lowest cover or the Batgirl variant cover. Um, I like uh, this lowest cover. Just, you got the, the bloody Superman S, and there's there's the checkmate stuff mm-hmm. on nice. there. Which is pretty cool, mm. but Batgirl. Dodson's variant. Yeah. Yeah. Got the Dodson's variant. I'll, I'll give it to Batgirl variant. You got that. Um, obviously, Joker Harley has a you know Criminal Sanity has uh, two great covers. Two great covers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that they both work really well. Uh, so I, th- I think for me, I'm going to have to pick one of those. I, I think I like the design of the variant more because it's just it's just the kid standing in front of the mirror with a broken mask. Um, but I do have to admit that the main cover uh, has a kind of cinematic quality to it that I also really like. But uh, I'll go with the variant. I'll go with the kid standing in front of the mirror uh, with the broken mask. I like that. Connor, what you got? I've actually got to narrow down to two as well, and it's two that no one said yet. Uh, it's the Justice League Dark variant and right. the Lois Lane variant. Um, you know, that, that's the one where she's you know uh, pulling the jacket open to reveal yeah. the press pass. I thought that was, that was kind of nice. Yeah. See, see that, I would have been self-parody if I had picked that one. That's why I left it off. Yeah, <laughs> the and, uh, yeah that's Yasmin, Yasmin Putri did that uh, lost cover for the record. Yeah, it's really nice. And the, the Just League Dark cover is, is you know, Wonder Woman front and centre. Uh, you know, just, it's just a great design and a lot of white space, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to edge it to the, the lowest variant, but yeah. Not, no, not a bad week for covers. No, the lowest one's good. Uh, so uh, that'll take us on to Art of the Week. I'll start with Connor on this one. Yeah, dial H hero. Oh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's, it's just phenomenal. Didn't hesitate, huh? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah kind of a weird week for art, actually, because I wasn't obviously into a couple of them. Um, it's kind of between Batgirl, uh, Lois, and Criminal Sanity. And I think, well, Criminal Sanity does have those weird moments. I think overall it's definitely the, the fanciest art in terms of like just being like, a, hey, look at this, it's all this mood and style so i'm probably gonna go with that um but i, I do like, i did like the art in low slain a lot uh so i'll i'll mention that too matt what you got 
Uh, Lois Lane, Mike Perkins. Okay. The best of books look. So. Okay, great, Matt. Top five for the week. Go. Not five. Uh, number one, Lois Lane. Number two, Justice League Dark. Number three, Criminal Sanity. Four, Batgirl. Five, Action Comics. Cool, Connor. Uh, Dial H, Justice League Dark, Criminal Sanity, Lois, and then Batgirl. Yes, it's the only other one left because it's obviously not Flash. Yeah, clearly. Uh, my number one is Criminal Sanity. My number two is Lois Lane. My number three is Batgirl. My number four is Action Comics, and my number five is Flash. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I mean, I obviously I had some obviously a couple of books I really liked, yeah. but uh, otherwise a pretty rough week. Not, uh, not the best start to the year. Not the best start to the year, but we have a lot coming next week, uh, which I'm about to tell you about. Yeah, we do. Uh, we? Well, it's, it's not like an insane amount, but it does the same stuff. Mean, it's- it's more like it's more than this week, but it's not yeah. insane levels. There's some, there's some excitement too. All right, so coming next week we have Batman '86, the start of Tynan's run. So that should be pretty mm-hmm. cool and exciting. We'll see how he starts yeah. off. We Talk got about some of his tweets in a minute. Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll do that after we've done this list. Yeah. Uh, Batman: The Outsiders number nine is out. We got Catwoman nineteen coming out. We got Daphne Burn issue one. So we got a new Hill House book starting. So that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, we have Dollhouse Family issue three. We have uh, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy issue 5. We have Hawkman number 20. We have Supergirl 38. And we have Young Justice number 12. So uh, the, the way that the schedule worked out with the no week at the end of December, the extra week this month, is definitely shaking up uh, the what the set of books is in each week because this feels like a weird mix of week 1 and 2 with a bit of week 3. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird. but uh, So there you go. That's what's coming next week. Yeah, so, okay, these Tynan tweets that he's been teasing uh, Batman. Yeah, so he it, it, it basically was like, hey, you know, it's coming out this week. Free-for-all on questions. I'll answer as much as I can. Sure. And so, you know, one of the first ones was, you know, he's, he's, he's discussed, uh, you know, a lot of the villains that are going to be in there. Um, but who else will Bruce be talking to? And his answer was Commissioner Harvey Bullock. Yeah, can't help him with that. Yeah, um, which I well, think is interesting. Look, I understand that... Uh... Gordon's got a little cuckoo, but I know Bullock's got the time, but he's not the commissioner type. Like, I think it'd be really uh, interesting to see him have to be. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll see. Right? Well, we'll that's s- why it makes it interesting. Yeah, we may see him grow. We may see him like have to kind of grow up a little bit, essentially, because he's commissioner now. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can always see like you know how like, at the end of like some of those early Batman arcs we had like I am Gotham, I am Batman, I am Bane. I can always see Bullock at the end of this arc being I am Kamish. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was getting more. Don't call me Kamish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, uh, Gordon's going to call him Kamish, like at some point, isn't he? He's going to oh, call, yeah. he's going to refer to him as Kamish. Uh, assuming, assuming it's not because he's dead, but I don't think he will be. We just no, lost, we just so. lost Alfred. We can't lose Gordon as well. Yeah, and we just did that in uh, Curse of the White Knight as well. So not in the main yeah. continuity. Uh, yeah. What else? What else he said? So someone asked how the other Bat family members going to be involved. And he said, you know, after like you know a big fifty-issue run on Detective that was Bat Family focused, mm. they're not actually playing a big part in his central story. Uh, he did say though that uh, Pennyworth R.I.P. sets up uh, a larger Gotham dynamic, um, which will be- lead us into the summer. So that's the one shot. Penny- that's the one shot. Pennyworth R.I.P. Yeah. yeah, might actually be kind of important. Okay. Uh, no plans for any Al Ghouls at the minute. Uh, We've had a lot of them recently, so. Yeah. He's asked about you know original characters and said, yeah, 86 introduces two new assassins and a new mayor of Gotham. Mm. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, what else have we got? He wants to show off the, the, the new Batmobile design, but he's not allowed. 
having fun with Hell Arisen uh, in in terms of the Batman who laughs, um, but doesn't seem like he's going to be in there. Um, Good. Good. <laughs> and um, the destruction of the Wayne Tower in the Batman Who Laughs miniseries is the reason there's a new Wayne Enterprises HQ. Yeah, okay. Cool. Makes sense. Makes yeah, sense. Um, All right. So now has... that, someone, someone's asked about Nightwing as well. Oh, okay. Someone's yeah. asking, how will it intertwine with the Nightwing series? It just says, this run sets up things that play out in Nightwing and other Gotham books and vice versa. So and and it, Team Gotham working together to bring you a cohesive line leading into a big story in this summer. Okay, hopefully that means Dex getting fixed soon. Yep. You were so. Yeah, there's, there's there's nothing more upsetting when your dick isn't right. right. <laughs> there's something wrong with the dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very concerning. I try to make a right angle joke, but I can't make it fit. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh dear! Uh, we're getting a Deathstroke in the first issue, you know, and, and someone's asking you why, why Deathstroke when you know he's traditionally a, a Titans villain to, to start. Well, why not? And, and he's basically gone. I really like Tony Daniel Joran Slade, and he's doing the first <laughs> yeah. issue. So, okay. and, and his solo series just ended, so I could. Basically. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's hard to argue with. Yeah, yeah. one that he'll be really happy about. Someone said, "How many paragraphs per page should I expect?" Mm. And uh, he said, "I'm trying to be good. I swear." Okay. Okay. So, Maybe uh, maybe be putting down. Um, well, he's going to be fighting Cheshire one on one. Right, well, I think that'll do. I think that'll do. He'd have to do every yeah. tweet he did. I think. No, I, I, I'm not. That, there are tons I've not read there. He's uh, he's been doing this a lot. On he's been opening up his Twitter to discussions a lot more lately, yeah. which I, I like. Um, seeing that. I just, uh, just one more because I know Matt was talking about the the clayface thing earlier. That yeah, yeah, yeah. He was told to wait for. Um, it, I think I'm assuming this is the one that he was referring to. Someone asked him, you know, no one no one does enough with Killer Croc. And um, he, actually, he has a rough idea that would bring Man Bat, Clayface, and Croc together, but he just needs to finish, you know, nailing the, the story first before it comes. <laughs> but he's got ideas. As someone that loves Croc and Man Bat, because they're, they're monsters, yeah. I like to hear this. That, that sounds like some sort of villain, like monsters of Gotham team up. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe yeah. it's like a monstrous version of the rogues. Oh. So got to be. So we've, we've <laughs> seen what he's done with, with Clayface and Tech, mm-hmm. we've seen what he's done with Man Bat. In Justice League Dark, is this going to be so, a, an anti-hero team? Like, is this going to be like? Is this like Croc's like, redemption? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, like that's that's what I liked seeing too. And and Harleen was her her talking with him, and she's like, "Look, I know you 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 got a condition, but we're gonna get past it, you know." So I, I can see that with with Waylon. You know? Okay. Like, yeah. All right, well, you know, starting next week, so we'll see how that ships ships up. Uh, all right, well, there you go. That is more or less uh, issue 188 of Comics from the Multiverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just to remind you of a couple of details. In fact, first of all, I'll, I'll uh, thank our Patreon producers for the month. I keep meaning to do that in the middle somewhere in between two books, and I keep forgetting. Uh, but uh, thank you to our producers who are David Short, Alison M. Fordyce, Cindy Palacios, and Tyler Hess. Uh, those are our Patreon producers, which means they are at least a $20 tier and up on patreon.com slash TV, and you can do the same. But you'd have to support us for that much, of course. You can support us for as little as $1 per month and get some bonuses for your trouble. Uh, so go and have a look and keep the keep the show coming. Uh, so you can go do that. Uh, obviously, like, subscribe, ding the bell on YouTube, uh, share the podcast out on social media, rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts. All these things help and get more people to, to join the show. Uh, 
But yes, uh, so I'll just remind you of what we announced earlier. Uh, we're going to be having previously in the multiverse every two weeks, which is us working through some classic DC runs, uh, one of which will be voted for by patrons. The sixth book will be voted for by patrons, so that'll be going up soonish uh, over at patreon.com for our $5 and up patrons. So go and have a look uh, for that if you're if you're on there already or thinking about becoming one. Uh, so that's every other week. The every other week, you know, alternating with that is elsewhere in the multiverse. A casual uh, chat with me and Connor talking about Marvel books and whatever else we want to talk about uh, comic book wise. It's not DC. Uh, so that stuff's coming. Look forward to that. Um, is there anything else I want to promote? I mentioned the top 50 movie stuff earlier. You can check out that if you want to. Uh, but that is pretty much us. Um, I'll just say, uh, get us on Twitter at DC Comics Podcast. Good to follow that uh, for updates and stuff. Um, but otherwise that is, that is us so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep reading DC Comics guys and remember to never get lost in the Speed Force